This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hello, everybody. What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian at Boston versus the book. No hijinks and crazy stuff today. Just simple, nice and welcome to all of us here on a Tuesday. BVB Brigade. How are you? Sports Grid. What's up? Twitter. And YouTube live right now, live chat rolling. Happy Tuesday, Dave. You were up bright and early seeing the bear at South Point. Is that where you were this morning? Yeah, this is this is crazy. We talk about East Coast bias for all these awards and all this other stuff. And, you know, guy flies in from the East Coast and tired and all this other stuff. And he said, what are you doing in the morning? And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to go do Gill show. I said, all right, I'll see you there. He said, what? <laughs> so I was at the book right and early, hanging out with the morning crew, the writers. I went to the Circa first to meet somebody else who canceled. So I was down there first and then shot out to the South Point, uh, saving it for the best thing about today, my all visit. Right. And then um, – Hold on. By the way, Fair, I think your mic's open, Fair. just FYI. Oh, I think oh. – What's hearing, he doing over there? <laughs> I'm eating, him re- eating some beef jerky. <laughs> there he is. I, I, I was like, dude, your mic's open. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hearing all sorts of things. About it. Like, I, I thought it was you at first. I was like, that's eh, not Dave. That's Matt. Not I thought that, Matt. Yeah, I thought that might have been Doc Brown. Yeah, I don't know. Back. Yeah, there we go. So, so, so continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's all right. No, no, it's fine. I, I thought it was Doc Brown coming back. <laughs> if he got the, he, he left the Angels out of the book, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's still here. Angels ninth inning. Are you kidding me? I'll oh, get to that later in a second. Hold on. Yeah, that wasn't the worst. That, that was the second. That was the worst thing. But the, the second worst thing was pretty bad too yesterday. But I was due. <laughs> I was due to have one of those days. Well, you had to bet baseball. It's just like, you yeah. know, yeah. baseball has a woke up thing recently, but I woke it's up fine. With, Turn it around. It's good. I woke up a limp biscuit in my head. You know, I, I, I got a, just one of those days. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to break something. Yeah. Today. <laughs> it, was oh. it was just one of those days. Oh, I got that song on. <laughs> you only break that shit out when you're ready to knock somebody. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Mm. it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Gloves, gloves are in the corner. It's 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 one of those days. Uh, anyways, yes, go on. So you saw Bear at South Point. Yeah, we shared some stories. I'll I'll, I'll save it for the best thing about oh, today. Good. Why you you know the people are here though. Hit the like button. You know, keep tweeting, keep sharing the tweets. The interaction has been great on on the social media. The prop thing is hitting. A lot of things happening. So it's been it's been a hell of a morning. I mean, I've been up since uh, since five. I got up. So but I went sleep. to bed early. Please tell me you're sleeping though, right? You're you texted me last night. I was out. I went to sleep. Good. Like okay. so, I go to sleep early, and then I wake up early. Just listen. This back to school schedule has messed everybody up. We're running late. We're still you know, trying to go to bed at a reasonable time. Nobody's listening. So I go to bed, and then I'm up first. And I left them a note today. 
I got meetings. I'm out. Good luck in the morning. The morning routine with all these people in this house and the dog on top of everything else. You don't want to be within a mile of this place from like six to about seven thirty in the morning. Three girls and a dog, all to get ready to go to school. It ain't that shit. Ain't easy. I mean, I just like, I mean, I'm like ducking. There's things being thrown, people being yelled at. Dogs still go into the bathroom outside, so that's good. That's good. All right. All right. Grandma's up yelling at everybody. Is you ready for school? Is a bus? She's the first one at the bus stop every day. Nobody's messing around in the morning here. Nobody. That's good. That's good. Madeline's having a tough time at about 4.30 each day having a meltdown. Crash. When Super she gets crash, real right? Real tired. Yeah, she gets mm. real. You, you can just see it coming, and you're like, oh. And then she mm. just has a straight meltdown. Yesterday, it was like, what do you want for dinner? She had a meltdown over that, over what, what she wanted for dinner. I'm like, why are you yelling at me? Like, why are you crying? I'm asking you what you want for dinner. Like, this is not a hard question. And you only very, got one. Yeah, you got three. <laughs> I got four. Don't four. forget the wife. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She's a picky seater out of everybody. Yeah. Try to decide where to eat or what you want. You give so. them two choices, two, just like the <laughs> book. You want this or you or want that. this? Neither. Yes, that's don't the eat. That's what I got. Well, that's my new, my, my, she's eight now. So she starts to understand that idea of like, what is for dinner? What's either being delivered or what's being made. You either eat it or you don't like it's, it's your two call. Things. Yeah. It's like, two. if you don't pick, I will. So you can pick or I can pick. And if I pick, you're eating it regardless. So, or you yeah, ain't eating. Right. Are you getting that little, you know, pull and push every morning, every afternoon, every evening with, with kids. It's, it's, oh. it's quite fun. Uh, but you mentioned baseball betting sucking and yes. So let's go through last night real quick here. So Noah Syndergaard pitched really well for the Phillies on the yes, road. He, did. he comes out to the eighth inning, got 78 pitches and you're like, mm, really? We're going to stretch him. Like it's a four, two game. I have Phillies run line. It's a four, two game. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens here. I don't know if you get the ump misses a strike three call. And I mean, it's inside corner. Bam. Syndergaard takes the ball and just looks to the sky going, how the hell did you miss that? (laughs) Next pitch ball on the outside. Three, two pitch fastball. Bam. Solo shot home run Four three. (laughs) Syndergaard out of the game. Like, you know, this is just such a bunch of baloney. So we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. And or maybe the top of the eighth inning, even the top of the eighth inning. And I believe it was JT Romuto hits a ball that he stands and watches. It's four three, smokes the hell out of it. Doesn't get out of the batter's box, just watches it. He knows he tattoos this ball. He knows it's gone. The ball is two feet to the right. It's gone. Easily clears the wall. Yeah. yeah. But the wall at this ballpark all of a sudden goes flat, 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 and then straight up, up, up ball hits. Bam. Would have cleared the right wall. Easy left nope. wall. The up embankment slams it. It's a double. Man. Man. Ray steals third. I got a runner on third and one out. He's a catcher. <laughs> he stole third. He's got 15 steals. He's the, he, he has the most steals by a catcher since Johnny bench did it. Wow. He's 15 for 15 stealing bases this year. He's perfect. Yeah. I was watching the Phillies broadcast last night. 15, That's 15. It's like, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Wow. So he goes, he goes. All I need is a sack fly, man. It's all I need. Strikeout, of course. 
Oh, I'm like, you know, this is yeah. such a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Here we go. Need a hit. Line drive shortstop caught. Bam. Four three. All right. Can we get a run? Can we go to extra innings? You don't lie. You're rooting for extra innings at that 100% point. Hundred percent. Right? I'm rooting for extra no innings. No doubt. I have a run. No line. doubt. I need extra innings. I need the ghost runner now. No. Unfortunately, oh, now you need the ghost runner. Now, now you yep. want the ghost runner. Yep. Oh. Now. One two three. Okay. One two three. Bam bam bam. Red's gone. See you later. Quick and easy. Bottom of the ninth. We're done. Four three win for the Phillies. Like you know, two mm. chances could have scored. Then I go to. But I have I hit the parlay with the A's and the Orioles. So the plus the, the run line parlay hits. How good are our Orioles right okay. now? Plus 174. That comes okay. in. That cash. They won the game. I had them on the run line at plus one and a half. They won the game outright. Didn't need it. So now I get the Marlins run line. That comes in. Hits. Sandy. Mr. C. Three nothing dominant. So didn't even should have bet them just straight to win the game. That was my bad. I should have just bet that. I should have been Orioles and Marlins to win the game and not done the parlay shit, but fine did it. That bad. We go to the A's. You got the book right in front of you. I know. I mean, how did you yeah. not look at that? Yeah, I know. We're, we're going to the Angels game. Angels and Otani. Otani pitches his ass, ass off, of course. It's 2-2. Two, two. Sixth, seventh, eighth. Nobody scores. Did you see there were, at one point there was a home run? Speaking of just missing. Yeah, it came back and they pulled, pulled it back. They yeah. said it was a home run. Like, what were they looking at? They had to go to the replay. And say, no, it wasn't over. That right. big pull <laughs> they missed tells you. Whether it's this way or this way. The guy went like this. I'm like, he must have Seattle. <laughs> what yeah. the hell's going on? Oh, wait, review. Yeah. I mean, Otani don't even speak English. He's saying foul. It's yeah, foul. It's like, it's like it's foul ball. Come on now. So, yep. yeah. So, it was 1-1, one, one, then it was 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two, two, two. So, then we go, we just need to get out of the top of the ninth inning. Oh, just just, just get me to the butt. Just get me there, right? I mean, it's it's fine. It Just get me there. 2-2. Two, two. They still could have lost the game. Of course. But First and third, one out. One out. Double play ball. Easy. I mean, you just, 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 just double play ball. Boom, boom, boom. No. <laughs> game over. Game. We, we go to the bottom of the ninth. We're tied 2-2, right? No. No. Can't make a simple, basic play. Well, did you see the play before that? We, it was 2-2. Two, two, the, there was a play at home. Yep. Catcher swipe tags. He's out. No, the ball went flying. <laughs> Safe. Now it's first and third. They get the double play. Nope, no double nope. play. And <laughs> it scored four runs. I mean, if, if you had under seven and a half, you had to oh, be sick. Boom. That's a you, double one. You oh had to be just gosh. sick to your stomach going like it was six and a half and it, it was seven and a half in game. It was six and a half, but they all yep. they all lost. I mean, everything. Game somehow, no way, no how that game should have gone over. And no that game went no over. How. Yeah. And Seattle wins the game. I lose the parlay. Fine. That's fine. I lost 0.7 units yesterday. It was nothing. It was a paper cut, but it just shows you how effed up baseball is, man. I mean, the the Blue Jays can't beat the Orioles to save their lives. They're going to not make the playoffs. They have. So before yesterday, they got 13 games left. Those two teams. If they don't figure this out, they're going to not make the playoffs because they can't beat the Baltimore Orioles. It's crazy. Yeah. Really, it's not. It goes back to like the year when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2018. They beat the Orioles 17 out of 19 times. Yeah. And they basically won the division based upon playing the Orioles. They won the the division. Yeah. They they beat the Orioles so consistently that like that put them so far ahead of everyone else. Right. Because they had that type of record. And it can work in the reverse. If you're, if everyone else is beating the Orioles, I mean, 
then and you're not, it's going to be bad. It catches up with you. You got a team that just has your number and Kikuchi hit the prop under five and a half K's. We got Easy. that Orioles beat them up badly. He's got the over. W there. Game, Game went goes over. over. I mean, it was just, it's just like, Perfect. you know, wild to watch, but yeah, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you got to be frustrated on frustrated when the Orioles and today the, the O's are dogs again today. Another dog. Odds <laughs> makers are so stubborn. Yep. They just won't believe or listen or even just want to. If I was in the room today, 100%, I'd be 10 cents lower. And just mm. give me that Blue Jay money. Let me mm-hmm. let the bad guys bet it. It's mm-hmm. laying two to one. The opening number was minus 200, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was minus 220. <laughs> so the places that open minus 220 are down to $2. That okay. makes sense. I mean, you got to you gotta keep playing the Orioles. Although Manoa Day has been cash yeah. money yeah. up until recently. And unders for him, too. Have been yeah. Pretty good, so. yeah. So this is the game the Blue Jays will win of the division or of the series, I mean. And mm-hmm. then they'll lose tomorrow. All right. Red Sox, Pirates. What are we, what are we betting? Both our teams suck. It's fair. You have home field. It's fair. DH is in, in both teams, so there's no added advantage. Correct. What's the bet? Do you see the series price? There's the wait. Who's doing serious serious prices in Vegas? Nobody in Vegas. Okay, there's so a lot say, of betting going on. Not in Vegas. <laughs> I'm Matthew. just saying. I haven't seen. I was like, wait a minute, because that was one of my favorite bets that Vegas killed. I love betting three game series. They were fun. Well, now we can have fun, me and you. It's okay, minus one ninety. Red, Red Sox. Sox. Minus one ninety, sir. How do you feel about that? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Pavetta goes here's, today. I don't like that at all. Pitching, here's the pitching matchups for you. Yep. Pavetta versus Keller today. Favors you. You're minus 140. Yeah, it favors you in my mind. Okay. Boston plays Pittsburgh tomorrow. Rich Hill versus yep. JT Brubaker. Uh, it's Red Sox. Yeah. Brubaker sucks. And then Thursday is Evaldi versus Bryce Wilson. Who's that? Good question. <laughs> Who's Bryce Wilson? <laughs> I don't know who Bryce Wilson is. It's Bryce B R Y S E with an S and a C. Ooh, that it's been spelling his name for since he come out of the womb. I mean, parents, when you name your kid, it's fun to be different. It's fine. I get it. But think about the kid. They got to right. write their name their whole life in class every time. They got to spell it. Right. It's misspelled on checks. The whole your whole life. Whole life. Yep. Your whole life. So think yep. about it a little bit before you name them like and change a name to be cute. Or oh, I knew a guy who was named Michael, but it was spelled M apostrophe. Oh, come on. C-H-A-E apostrophe L. Wait a second. Hold <laughs> it. I, write that shit down. What it did was, you say? M? It was M apostrophe oh. I-C-H apostrophe L. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, were they trying not to use a vowel? I don't like what. Two apostrophes? Yeah, I think it's two apostrophes. Yeah. I don't believe it. I mean, one is bad enough. You did two? (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Yeah, there's a very fun people just you're right. They just want to be different and they want to create have creative spellings of things. And you're like, um, what? Why did you spell it that way? (laughs) But yes. Yeah. So then the kid asks you forever. So your minus 190 is what the price is. The take back's 170. Well, we're not doing we're 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 just doing even money straight up. No money. What do you mean? No money. I'll make you I'll make you do something. You make me do something. That's that's the bet. 
we're not doing shit because we're going to roll it over. Whatever, whoever's down is going to double Oh, up. no money. No, like, do, what, no, 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 no money. We're going to, whatever we're doing, the stakes All will right. be heightened for here's, the Patriots here's what, Steelers. Here's what I'm going to make you do. Okay. okay. I'm going to make you change your avatar on Twitter to the BVB logo for a week. Bullshit. Not doing that. Why not? It's so Can't simple and easy. For Can't one week, you change your avatar to the BVB logo. Not touching the Twitter account. It's so painless. That is a painless penalty. I'm not doing it. All right. I'll do the show for. <laughs> I'll... All right. Listen. Uh huh. Friday's window, roll call Friday. Friday's window. roll call Friday. Okay. I wear a hat on the show every week. Oh. <laughs> there's hard. Every day. There's, there's hard. You wear I'll a hat. Do the show. I'll do the show Friday uh-huh. in as much Boston gear as I can find. No, because you like doing that. That's not a penalty. You have all that stuff anyway. You wear it anyway. That's not a penalty. It's I don't like, want to wear the Boston stuff. But you, you, you do it, though. But you will. That's not a penalty at all. Asking you to wear gear is not a penalty. That's, that's a joke. I was going to go without a hat, though, for the show on Friday. The whole no, show. So that Mikey much. Awesome can all nah. clip it. And- I'll be without I, my head nah, and stuff. That's not penalties. I it, nah. we, All right, we'll work on the penalties. It has to, it has to hurt. It the has Pirates to hurt. are going to win. They're going to win today. So Maybe. now we're going to really get interesting. 1-1. One, one. I, I think it winds up being 1-1 one, one going to the game, the third game. That's what you think Hill beats him tomorrow? Yeah. Brubaker's bad. Bad, bad. Game's going over. Probably, yeah. I think you all can, you all want bets and all this stuff. Whatever the first number is, bet it over. And I think he'll, I think it's Hill's last start of the year. I think the Red Sox announced he's going back to the bullpen when Walker comes back. Really? Yeah. So I think it's his last time starting. (laughs) So, so it's on top of that, that yeah, bet the over Hmm. tomorrow. But I think the Red Sox will, because Brubaker is really bad. So the Red Sox do tattoo bad pitchers. So my guess is, you know, load up on the Red Sox offense, Devers and, you know, J.D. Martinez and whatnot. And then it goes dress to up as a jockey if I lose or something. These guys keep calling me a horse guy. Maybe I'll dress up as a jockey. They said, wear right, a dunce hat, wear some Patriots gear. Chat, put it in the chat. All right, fine. You have to, hold on, hold on. Here's what you have to do. You have to wear Ravens gear all day, all Friday. Oh, stop. I don't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it has to hurt. It's got to hurt. So you have to wear Ravens gear all Friday. If the Red Sox win two of three, you wear Ravens gear. And you can make me do whatever you want. Like I, There's oh. no guarantee. You don't have to do this. Your team has to lose for this to happen. I mean, you got to come on dressed like Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I'll I got to wear that. the Ravens stuff. You got to wear Ravens stuff. I got to wear Bill stuff. That's fair. Yes, that's equally pain. You know we're rolling over whatever we'll do it. But then How do you we're gonna roll have a, over a, 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 a jersey or a gear bet? <laughs> no, that's fine. But you understand the week of the Patriots Steelers game, yeah, is going to be electric on this show, right? Oh, sure it is because I know my team's winning, so I don't, it's going to be easy for me. <laughs> oh, clip that, Mikey! Awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. I know my team's clip winning. Clip that shit right there. Sure, do it. Yes, I'm not worried about this. You're not. You're in our pocket. Steelers oh. are like the Steelers are like they pick up this little thing and you just put it in your pocket. Like that's we we've owned you for like seriously. Like Pittsburgh Steelers fans know this. That's why you hate us? We don't even. You're not even relevant to us as Patriot fans. But you guys hate us because we've owned you for the better part of 25 years. Write this shit down. <laughs> you should. 
<laughs> you played the same, down. you played that same zone defense for 20 years and Brady's passing percentage against you was higher with, I don't think, I think he had his best completion percentage against the Steelers of any other team in the AFC. He, he would go like 17 of 19 every game. They never would cover Gronk either. Cause they played the same. You're stubborn. That was the whole Middle. thing. Who was your defensive coordinator for all those years? Dick um, LeBeau. LeBeau. He just, he just would sit there and play that same zone defense. And it was just dink, 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 dink up and down the field the entire time. And everyone was like, you want us to try to stop that? No, we play our system. We're the Steelers. Okay, sure. <laughs> Edelman Gronk all day long. Same with Welker all day long. This was not on the rundown. No, nope. just for you know, this, this, this <laughs> fucking Patriots rant was not on the damn rundown, but you're right. And it was crazy because like the game would be close mm. and then it would get to the fourth quarter and then it's Steelers couldn't cover Gronk. They just couldn't cover. He would go dink eight yards, dink eight yards. And then, then it would draw him in, draw him in, draw him in. And he would do that fake and go. And then it was a yeah. 28 yard pass. Yeah. One time Gronk caught six straight passes on a drive in Pittsburgh <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Well, and I like Gronk, but I wanted to choke him out too. But he's like, from that part. I mean, from northern, you know, upper upstate New York. So he's just he had a, he always had tons of family whenever he played in Pittsburgh. It was like Buffalo too, but he had people in the stands. Like Gronk would always show out, and Brady would always make sure of it. Just couldn't guard him, couldn't cover him, and just was that was part of the. I mean, and that was even before Brady did it in the in his second year in the AFC Championship game where he went into Pittsburgh and won the game. Everyone thought that was going to be a walk in the park. Steelers at home in the AFC Championship game against a, you know, inexperienced Tom Brady quarterback. Come on, oh, can't just... happen. Cordell Stewart. Whoops, oh, what happened man. there? <laughs> <laughs> oh right, two weeks later, they won the whole damn thing. Steelers were eight and a half, nine point favorites that game. Oh yeah, Patriots <laughs> knew it too. Belichick knew it too. Troy Brown. Oh yeah. Corner of the end zone. Punt. And he caught a touch. Oh, God. I'm yeah. getting sick to my stomach. I need a drink. <laughs> and we played two quarterbacks, too. We, we played not even one quarter. We played two. Bledsoe actually played in that game. It was Bledsoe and Brady. Because Brady got hurt. And Bledsoe came in in the second half. And Bledsoe played really well. Help, everyone forgets that about Bledsoe helping the Patriots. Like, oh, he helped him. Yeah, he did. He helped him big time in that game. And Bledsoe was huge. And Brady got hurt in that game. I'm reliving the whole thing right now. Why are you talking about this? Move I just, on to something else. It's the sunshine. I just remember the day. It was a gorgeous Pittsburgh day. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Not a, it was bullshit. <laughs> it was the no field other. was good. Like the field hadn't been good for a decade. The field was good. It was like was balmy, 38 sky. degrees. It was, it wasn't oh, a cloud in the sky. Passing football weather for the bullshit. Patriots. No oh problems. God. The Steelers built to play in the muck, in the snow, in the nastiness. And the Patriots just went in there and were like, yep, this is great. We're going to do whatever we want. You can't stop us. We can do whatever we want. It was fun. So many bookies went to the Caribbean after that. Oh man, I bet that 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 was that was one of the, I mean, I'll never forget this guy. He never took vacation that I knew. Playing like a fishing trip to Costa Rica or something. It's like, man, I had a monster. I mean, because <laughs> you know that nobody bet the Super Bowl, none of his customers, nobody wanted to look at a football again for yeah. weeks. So, like when your team loses like that, huge favorite, and it's Brady and the Patriots and. Just yeah, everyone teased it down. Everybody was oh, like, he was going to win, but nine's too many. Teased oh, a three, six point oh. teaser. You're all good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. It all goes against them. So, so are we Go doing Bills, Ravens, Friday? So we're doing? 
That's the bet. <sighs> yeah, it's fine. I got it. I'm good. By the way, it's going to hurt me as much. If the Red Sox lose this, I'm wearing Bill. I don't even have no Raven shit. I got to go get it. So don't, I don't have, you think I have Bill stuff in this house? I don't have Bill stuff in this house. Why would I ever have the Bills? Nothing. I have zero. No Bills attire, nothing. Although I, I maybe we'll find that really odd 1990s Bills, Jim Kelly, weird. Remember when the Dream Team had that like head jersey thing, like small head, small bodies, big heads. Yeah. The Bills, the Bills have that have that shirt floating around somewhere that I actually kind of like. I kind of was <laughs> the Thurman Thomas and Marv Levy and uh um, Andre Reed. Andre Reed, Bruce, um Bruce uh, Bruce, Bruce Smith. Smith. Bruce, Bruce Smith. Smith. Yeah. So yeah. So that hat that, that shirt's flying around. So I made sure to find that shirt and, and go ahead and have that shirt. Be. I'm not gonna get Raven stuff. Oh man, Paulski, you're gonna have to text me. Give me some Ravens. I ain't losing. Pirates better win two or three. I don't want the Ravens shit. They're gonna win eleven games anyway. I'm gonna have to wear that stuff. Roll call Friday could be fun. <laughs> it could be fun. <laughs> uh all right. So Verlander again cease today. Verlander, what a game. Yeah, it's a, it's what, the best game this is this, these guys are the Cy Young one and two right yeah. now, odds on favorites. Legitimately, the two best pitchers in the league, two of the top five in all of baseball this season. Why is the total not six and a half? Because Verlander's gotten hit. Cease has gotten hit. I mean, they've been very good. Verlander's been very good to the under this year, but both these guys have had outings where they've been they've been touched in the bullpens for that matter have been hit in particular the white Sox bullpen has been hit that's the fear game last night that was crazy did you see that tony la russa listened to the fan and got the got the guy the pinch runner so bad <laughs> buddy so joe was tweeting it last night i saw the video i was like he said uh he said the fan just told him and i tweeted back at him joe do you think he actually heard the fan and he said, "Great question." Gabe was turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was True. far away. He's seventy-five. I don't know if he heard him over. Oh, there. he heard him. That ballpark was quiet. I mean, he heard him. He, he absolutely heard him. It was too like bang bang, like hey Tony, and then he ha- and then and he did it. He, he pinch run. It's like <sighs> that's just too coincidental. Like he he nah, yeah. Tony was dozing off. <laughs> woke up. Oh wait, what? Oh, uh, uh, pinch run for the guy in second. Tony, that guy in the stands just said that. I know, just do it. Okay. Yeah. Mr. So C Covey is is a Red Sox fan. He said in the chat, he'd give me 225 on the series price. Pirates, Red Sox. I, I, can, I mean, you're only gonna wear Ravens or you're only gonna wear Bills gear. You're you're the huge favorite here. You should have to do twice as much. It's it's a even money play. It's three games, no money attached. Friday payoff. It works. Red Sox do beat up on bad teams. You jumped through a table. Red Sox, by the way, Red, Red Sox just beat their first. They won their first series against a American League East team against the Yankees all year. It's the first That's series. Hundred percent. It's the first series the Red Sox have won this year against an American League East team. Was beating the Yankees wow. two out of three in August. <laughs> How do bad. they still have a winning record? Because the American League sucks and this third wild card is garbage. Because oh. they're still in the playoff race and they shouldn't be. It's well, pathetic. let's hope they get in and we'll bet against them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can do that. But it mm. just it gives it gives Heim Bloom like if they make the postseason, Heim doesn't have to do anything differently. 
say, I made the playoffs. What do you want? Like, what do you want from me? I, I, I made the playoffs. Like Jonathan Papelbaum was on WEI yesterday on with Rob Bradford, who's a longtime guy I've worked with for years at EEI covering the Red Sox. And Papelbaum was just like, he, Bradford asked Papelbaum, what do you think the message was at the trade deadline? And Pap said, WTF. <laughs> no one knew in the clubhouse. He goes, no one understood what the hell they did that for. They added Tommy Pham. And yet they, they did not punt on the year. They didn't give up and say, okay, we're done. But they also didn't say, here's help. Let's go for it. Just did some like side moves, some quiet decisions, nothing all that dramatic and just kept it status quo. And he's like, nobody understands what's going on. No one who's, no one knows who's coming back next year. Are they going to resign Xander? Are they trading Xander? You know, what's JD's future? Like everyone is up in the air and they don't know what's going to happen going forward. So the whole Speaking team not understanding it's 57 and 59 is their record. So they're two games under 500. Thanks, Mr. C. Who, Red Sox? Yeah, 57 and yeah, 59. They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> There's no debate in that. Red Sox suck. They're a bad baseball team on a lot of levels. They're a bad team, but they're still in the playoff conversation. Right. They shouldn't be. They should be like oh. 15 games out, but they're not. Man. They're right there. They get hot in August. They go on this road trip where they're going to get away from the American League East teams and they start winning these games like they did in May or June, rather, when they had the best record in baseball, basically. Right. In the month of June. Right. Yeah. They sucked in May. They were insane in June. They were bad in July. Here we are in August. They get right. hot again. I mean, they're going to be a wild card team. Lurking around. Hanging Sucks. around. Hanging around. Good movie. SoCal DJ just popped in there. Verlander's nerfy 17 and four this season. Uh, so Cal post the thing in the chat, which what he put on Twitter, he posted a huge thing on Twitter as to the under, I think 10 and one Verlander is to the last 11 games to the under. Can't believe the total is not six and a half. Yeah. Verlander has been an under machine and it's must be, it has to be because of cease. It's gotta be that the books are concerned about cease. I don't, so. I don't think cease is worried about it. I ain't worried about a thing with him. I think the, the white Sox hit Verlander. I heard mm-hmm. briefly on the way home today from the book. I was listening to something, and right. I caught it. I have to go back and look. I'll do the baseball work after we hang up. But um, I think the, the White Sox are have some success against Verlander. Yeah. I think they're a live dog tonight. I would agree. Home dog? Absolutely. That's what I was asking. I think, I think yeah. the White Sox are a, whole, are a live dog, yes. Yeah. That's, home that, dog, I mean, big game. Mm-hmm. You know, like yesterday we talked about it, and then I went on like with, you know, with Gabe and Cam and, you know, as we're signing off, they're getting ready to start this game. And right. Gabe asked me point blank, who do you like in the game? I said, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean you don't know? You have an opinion about all these games. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I had no idea who was going to win that game yesterday. That line told me it was a complete coin flip. You got to make the Astros favored because they're obviously a better team. They have a better record. And you know you're going to take more bets on them. That's why they're favored. It doesn't mean the book thinks they're going to win. So the White Sox can win this game. I don't know. It was a coin flip all the way to the end. And if the fan didn't tell LaRusa to do what he did, it probably would have gone the other way. Who knows? So I don't feel strong about a side here, but I feel very strong about the under. Mm. It's got to be an underplay. Mm. Freeland at the Cardinals. Kyle Freeland with the Rockies has turned into an over, not a machine, but consistently now you can play the over. And the Cardinals are one of the best teams in baseball to yeah. the over. Yeah. Trust the Rockies to get enough runs to drive this thing over. Uh, That's the do, fear. Can we do? Yeah. Can we do Cardinals team total over? You can. No, I. I mean, I like that. You know, they hit lefties. Um, 
Yeah, I'd rather. It's I'd eight rather minus one ten on both sides. Wow, this is it's seven and a half in two places here in Vegas, though. Okay. So it's actually, DraftKings just went to seven and a half over twenty. Okay, so they're playing the under. So they, so they don't trust seven the, and a half over a quarter against Quintana. They, they don't trust the Rockies. But they opened at seven and a half. Oh, so that's what's happening. They're they're playing circa over, and they're playing the other places under, hoping to gain four and a half is the Cardinals team total. Team total, yeah. Juice they're putting up a five spot. How bad is the juice? One twenty. Not bad yet. That, that ain't bad. I think the Cardinals go over. Rockies three team total. Four and a half and three, seven and a half. Okay. And Vandal's at eight for the total, which is a little odd, right? This is one of the basic things you're in the room <laughs> and the guy would tap you on the shoulder and say, who did the team totals? He did. Who did the game total? I did. What's three and a half plus four, <laughs> seven and a half. Why use an eight? Oh, uh, I don't know. And you have to change it. It's not a move the damn number situation, but it's like, can you do basic math? You jag off. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Seven and a half. So, would, so, so is there value on under eight? In that situation? Yes. I mean, as long as you ain't got to lay egregious juice, I mean, eight right now is under minus 15, the places that are using it. Win bet. Lindemann's over there at eight under 20. I like over if I'm forced too. to play it. I <laughs> like over. I like over. I do too. Yeah. I played it, but I like the over in that game yeah. too. Like Cardinals hit, you know, Cardinals are, are, are good at home. Rockies are the question though, right? Can the Rockies score enough to get to the over? That's my that's my worry. But uh, the Cardinals are, um, I guess they, they are to the under. They're 53 57 and four to the over. So they have a losing record to the over, which is kind of surprising. Colorado is 56, 55 and six, 50.5% of the time coin flip for the Rocky games to go over. Well, those numbers in, I mean, in Colorado, those numbers right. super adjusted. Yeah. 12s on the regular. I mean, right. that's, that's a lot of runs. There's so yeah. there's a lot of double digit games that go under as far as the record keeping when the totals 12, six, five is under. I mean, that's yeah. six, five is over everywhere else except there. So, right. So our friend, John Ewing at BetMGM put this out this morning and I want to yes. put it on the screen to highlight just the difficulties in sports betting. <laughs> take, take a look at the number of times you would have had to have won betting on the Yankees this season yeah. and how much money you would have won betting on the Yankees this season. Yankees Versus, right now have the best record in baseball. No. Second best record. Second best. Second best. Okay. Keep that in mind. 64 wins yes. before the all-star break. Out of how many won, games? Would have won you out of uh, 80 or 92. Pretty good. Would have, would have won you $884. At how much a clip? Well, 60, a game. I mean, yes. At, at, at <sighs> 100 a game, you would, you would have won $884 betting on the Yankees before the all-star break. All right, that's a good start. Then what? Not even a dime. 64 wins, not even a dime. You're not even up $1,000 betting 100 a game after the All-Star break. Eight wins and just 16 losses puts you down $1,112. 64 wins gets you $884. 16 losses gets you $1,176 down. You are down now. $300 on the year. 
Shit, and, you've won, and you've won 72 bets. 72 bets, and you're losing. Shit is hard. <laughs> I mean, this is the clearest indication of how fucking hard it is to beat the books. Like this is, to, I saw this this morning. And I was like, this is why we are literally going into a boxing fight with two hands tied behind our backs. And we're trying to go ahead and win by a headbutt. Like that's how we're trying to win these fights. Like you don't, you're going in at such a monster disadvantage against the sports books that you can win 72 times. You can go to the window and cash 72 tickets and you're still losing money. Yeah. 72 out of how many games it was? What'd you say? Well, Add that up. Uh, total would be now would be 110. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, cause 16 plus 28. So 44. So 72 and 44. You'd be 72 and 44. You're nearly 30 games over 500. 72 and 44 is 116. Believe that. You hit 72 out of 116 and you're stuck. Oh. And you're down. You're down. That shit's hard. Oh. See, this is why there's a lot of things going around gambling Twitter now about books making it required to be able to see your win loss on a weekly basis, monthly basis, whatever. One state just passed that. One state just passed that. It's it's a requirement. Into the app to make it, or the book's going to be obligated to send you an invoice. Every week. Every month. Oh, yeah. To say what you you did, how much in, how much out. People Mm -hmm. ain't going to want to see that. They ain't going to want to see that. It's they hard right they now. Keep track. People, you, I, I mean, that, that's I, I get frustrated with people. You don't keep track of that. People like, don't, man. You should, you should, uh, you should know. I mean, like down to the penny, you should know what you've lost. Like it's not fun to, to look at it. I mean, I mean, I was down. I'm not down as big as I was, but a month ago, I was <laughs> looking at it, going, "This is not good. This is not sustainable. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Like this is bad. I gotta stop this." And then I got red hot, and you know, one now I'm down like whatever six units or whatever. I'm down, which is nothing, so I'm fine. But like it was on the pod, it was bad. R squared Russell Rosenberg just said the Yankees have like the fourth or fifth best record. The chat is keeping us honest here. The Astros have a better record. The Dodgers yeah, they, are one, well, hold on. Mets are two, Astros are three, yes, and Yankees, the Yankees are four. Yankees just right lost. They, they, they're three and and fourteen 13. over the last yeah, seventeen games. So oh. I mean, <laughs> they're really they're they're bad. I mean, that's the they've got a really bad stretch. But two weeks over ago, to, first over to the show. Over to two them. two weeks ago, they weren't that bad. Correct. So but still, no, like seriously, there's there, there's you know, you use the apps. I use the apps. I, hell, we used to do it. I used to do it for people when they come in the book. There's a report that the book, I mean, the software that we used, it's a simple report. You mm-hmm. can print, pick an account, print, set the parameters, month, day, week, whatever you want, type of bet, mm-hmm. all bets, whatever you want, and then hit print and or send. And you can you can send this report. So it's not like the book software can't do it. Some of it can't, but on the user end of it, it's hard. Like you gotta, you gotta go keep track and like, you know, you're anal. So I know you keep track and you got people keeping track and stuff now, which is good. Mm. Everybody so-called, should be so-called, anal about it. So-called DJ does it for me on the, on, the, on just the pick. So I couldn't be more thankful. Right. Yeah. Saves me I mean, tons of time. <laughs> it's great. Right. It's awesome. It's, it's, but everybody should be doing it and they're not. And then when you see it, you see it like this, 
you go, what am I doing? Yeah, I have you know, a book. I don't know where. Maybe I, I should it, pick up golf. It's, it's over there. I, I have a live betting book that I, I I write down when I place live wagers. Oh, to see because it's different than what I do with just the picks. Because one of the things that people used to get mad about on the old podcast was because I would be in the Discord channel and I would tell them, "Hey, I'm betting live right now. I'm betting this game live." And not everybody would be in or on their phone or whatever. And they'd be like, son of a, you know, I missed that. And like, so I would, I would get out of a bet that if I knew I was dead, like if I bet an under and I just, you know, first drive, you can just kind of see it, like, you know, how it was. So I've just like kind of stopped telling people that I'm doing that because I was making people angry by doing that. But now I just keep track of it myself as to how much I'm betting, what number I bet, when did I bet it? to try to, you know, see patterns in my own wagering when it comes to live betting is, am I doing the same mistake over and over again when I'm losing? Am I firing too quickly? Am I not waiting long enough? Am I getting a really bad number, paying too much juice, whatever it might be, just to kind of factor, just kind of factor it in. I don't talk about it anymore because I was making people mad. So I just, but that's a really, I think people who are live betting, you should do that because I use it defensively. You and other people, you have you obviously been more experienced than I am. You use it for aggression. I use it for defense. <laughs> Live betting for me is often to get my ass out of the fire. Why like didn't that, you bet the Mariners last night? Um, At any point, I, you could have bet the Mariners that you no, bro- I bet it broke even. I bet it before the game. I bet it because we. I knew I had the Marlins. Well, no, you had the Angels tied right. to the. Orioles, I bet the Mar- no? I bet I did the Mar- the Mar- no I had Marlins run line Angels money line. Ar- oh, so the Mar- so the Marlins goes final. Mar- well, I I bet it before the Marlins game went final. It was three nothing in the eighth inning, and I bet and I bet the Mariners to win. Oh, okay. So you can right. So now you're. I good. just fly. I, I just flattened yeah. it out. So either right. I was gonna either I was gonna lose break even break even or, or I was win. gonna win point. Oh. I was gonna win. Um, I was gonna win one plus ninety four. So I was gonna win like point four five units, whatever it was. Right. So like. I didn't lose anything personally. I mean, it right. was, I got out of it. Cause I, and I, okay. and I wrote in the discord channel, I said, Hey, if you want to do this, you can punt on the parlay. Cause we're going to get the Marlins game. We got a plus plus one ninety six parlay going. You can punt on this. If you want, that's kind of all I'm doing now. I just like, I make recommendations right. and like, yeah. if you, if you know how I write or you understand why I'm writing it, you know what I'm doing, but I'm just not going to go ahead and say like, this is the play I'm going to make. Go ahead and do it because not everyone's on the discord channel and not everyone sees it. And then I come on the podcast and I say, well, you know, I didn't lose the money because I did this. And people yeah. are like, well, that is great for you, That's but I followed true. you and I lost. So, and I'm like, okay, I'm making people mad, but I think tracking your live betting is, I know, but tracking your live betting, I think is really an important thing to do. At least it's helped me a little bit. It helped me a lot in hockey. Uh, I'll admit that. Yeah watching my hockey wagering and watching because once you started to point out the timestamps for the soccer technology for hockey, you literally can see it. Like you can right. see the five minute, 10 minute, you can see when they start to adjust the algorithm. And you, when you write down, I bet under at five minutes, I bet over at 15 minutes. Like you can see how the numbers go because it's not meant for hockey and they over swing like dramatically like mm-hmm. the, the game goes off at five and a half it's a three in game you can bet the over under five and a half bet over three you're sitting there with a great middle of four or five right. yep. like it's it, it really is quite remarkable when you start watching it going like huh pre-game to the final score to when you bet and how you bet it it's a it's a really good way of tracking yourself and finding out your own tendencies there's apps out there too that will track it 
And, you know, I mean, they're going through it in the chat now. A lot of people have used the action. There's a lot of things that go along with that bet stamp. I know the guys that well, know, run actions, the bet stamp. Yeah, I mean, look, it, I, the I, bet stamp is great as far as tracking stuff. But, I mean, they learn all have how to flaws. track it yourself. But they all have flaws. Every of course. single app has flaws. They don't no do question. everything. They don't offer everything. Correct. I mean, you know, when we started just the picks, we were going to, I was, I was talking with the company and we, and I started to do it on, on their company and I'll, I'll leave them nameless. If you remember the podcast when it started, right. But I kept on going to them saying like, look, I, I need this bet. Like, where is this bet? Oh, we can't do that yet. Don't have well, it in there. Well, yeah. if you can't do that yet, then what's the point? I'm, I'm trying to track every play. If you can't track a teaser, then if you, if you can't what am I doing? track, yeah, if, if you can't track a, a, a prop, if you only have a certain number of like those applications should have like the entire world, like every single bet on the planet should be available because you're asking, you're asking me to track all of my stuff through you, meaning you're taking my information and you're selling my information. I know what you're doing with all this stuff. Mm. Like you guys got to re always realize something that if you're using an application for free, it's not free. They want you to use it for a reason. Okay. Uh -oh. All right. Uh -oh. So actions using the information, so is Betstamp, so is everyone else. Anyone, Sharp Rank or whoever else is using, when you're using their application, they're watching the way you use the app. And sometimes for nothing to do with sports betting, they want to know where you are. They want to know where you're going. They want to know, are you in a book? They want to know, are you at home? They want to know what you're doing. When was this placed? What's the bet? What was the angle? How did you do it? And then they take all that metadata and they go and sell it. Did you so say like, metadata? Yeah, the, all of the big ball of wax and you go and sell it. Like that's what they do. So always realize that when it comes to this information, it, it's it's every application, the word free should just be out your window. Dating applications, all of it. Anything that's anything that's you think it's free that you're using in the world today is not free. Not <laughs> they free. Are, you are now a commodity on the internet for them to go and sell and use and make money off of you. Everyone's doing it. So just know this. Fuck it. That's the best thing about this. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just know that's what you're doing when you're using these tracking apps. <laughs> Everyone has an angle when it comes to data and technology. Everyone. Instagram, Facebook, Google, they're all doing it. All right. Mm. They want to know where you're going, where you are. And that's why I always laugh when people are like, I don't want to be tracked. I'm like, brother, you're getting tracked every damn day. Every Everywhere day. you go, every click of the button, you're getting tracked. Everyone's doing it. We all just have to accept it as this is now it can't be egregious. And I don't want my personal bank accounts and I don't want to be, I don't want any of my, you know, social security numbers or my, or my in, no. income and that stuff Hell being no. out there. Okay, that's my personal, no. my medical data. I want that stuff no, to be kept away. No. But I understand that like literally when I pick my phone up and I start doing anything on my phone, that something somewhere is tracking and recording what I am doing. Always. That's why sometimes I just leave the phone in the bathroom. Right. Don't touch it. And they're wondering what's Dave doing. Must be taking his shit for a long time. I don't touch no, it. Leave no, it in I, I have friends of mine that take their phones for like, they do detoxes essentially for like a day and they stick it in a bag and they seal it and they put it in and they, they don't touch it for an entire day. Like one day, nothing, no connection done with everything. That I can't do fantastic. that. But they, but that type of detox of getting away from all technology for one day, twelve hour period, helps them just you know focus on what really matters. What in the hell day would you do it if you could Me? do one day? Um, Tuesday. 
Well, in the summer, it would be Sunday. If it was it, it would, over the summer, it would be easy for me to do it on Sundays. I could just Sunday. stick it and be done on, but not obviously in the fall for six months out of the year, I couldn't do that. <laughs> so it would be impossible for six months out of the year to do it. So that would be six months on six months yeah, during off. football season. What day? Wednesday, we do Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday would be the day, but during football, it's like, forget it. <laughs> right. It's just, I am tied. I am, I am a, uh, I am a technologically addicted person and I understand that. You could give me books and put me in a beach somewhere and leave me the fuck alone. I'd never yeah. have to touch a phone again. It's good. I'm not, I'm not that person. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the phone. I love the communication and I'm yeah. enjoying social media and the, the aspects of it with all this stuff. That's it's great. But I was texting before texting was cool. Oh, I was texting. I was texting mm-hmm. as a junior in college. I was texting. In 1998, I was the guy. I didn't pay for the minutes. Kids, we used to pay for minutes, by the way, on cell phones. <laughs> Nobody FYI. believes you. <laughs> FYI, we would pay for plans and you'd run out of minutes and you'd be like, ah, shit, I don't have enough minutes to call this person. And then they switched it to text messages. And they said, you can only have X number of text messages per month, which was like 250, by the way, which is really funny. You stop and think about the number of text messages. Which is like a Monday morning. Well, yeah, which is like a day. It's like, like a two, Monday morning. One thread with one person is 250 a day. So that was a month you got for all the text messages you had. And then they went to 500, then they went to 1,000. That's where I would go. I would I would be paying for my text messages like crazy. And like, I didn't I like ain't call gonna lie. I was one of them guys when the texting started. I said, don't text me. Call me. Oh, I don't no. I want no text. Well, I get, I understand your point. Why though? There's other reasons why yeah. you don't, you don't like text messages for other reasons, but of course, but I was like, yeah, don't text me. I ain't texting you back. Right. And then I had kids and I realized everybody's texting, figure it the hell out. I mean, I had the old flip phone for a while. I wouldn't even get a phone with a key, a keypad. Nothing. Could you, could you text on the flip phone with one hand? Oh, I had to learn. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I, I was outstanding with the razor, with the, with the Motorola razor. I was, I was dangerous. I could, I could, I could text without looking. I could open the phone if if, if oh, I had the phone in my hoodie. I could open the phone and send text messages without even looking. I knew it. I knew it was being uh, sent. That so, I believe. See, that so, was. <laughs> it was always like, and then. Like you would be texting me and you'd hit me with a text and I would try to be typing something back and you'd answer another, th- you'd say something else, another question. Well, mostly it was like, get me that, it would be like a 911 call. Like I'd be stuck in a conversation with someone that I don't want to be talking to, or I'd be like, you know, I need help. Like I would just text like, uh, get me out of here or 911 or I'd have a yeah. keyword, a co-word with like, if I was talking to some girl I didn't want to talk to, I would text my buddies being like, hey, get me right. out of this. Right, <laughs> like right. Come over and tap yeah. me on the shoulder and pull yeah. me away type of thing. I was able to do that without like, oh yeah, you're like listening to the person and while I'm texting in my hoodie, like get me away from this person. You could do that shit without looking. Man. Oh yeah. I was really good. That's why I was always kind of bummed out when we got one of these, when, when these phones right. came around because you can do it, but you really, you make mistakes all the time. And the then click. the spell check thing has gotten me. I, yeah, I, I wasn't trying to say that yeah. word and it said another word and then I got in trouble because <laughs> I sent the thing and I didn't mean to say that, but it spelled that. Yeah, it looks bad. I've tried to voice the text. No chance. No oh, I chance. like that. Uh, Apple CarPlay is an absolute must. I live on that. Really? Because I get a new car every week. So like every car I drive, 
has has, has a new car every week. So so Apple CarPlay is guys here, the landscapers here. What everybody thinks you got a palatial estate over there and drive a new car? I mean, that's that's it's media. My friends come over and join our world. It's fun. You get perks, (laughs) but that is a requirement for me. Like. I have to be a text to talk to text on Apple CarPlay is pretty good. I've never used Android auto, but text to talk to text is pretty accurate on Apple CarPlay in the cars. It's a little bit inconsistent, but (laughs) Apple CarPlay. Stevie Mac just said, I'm like, Matt, the number seven had four letters. He's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. You have to go one, two, three. Four. Well, you're spelling out a hundred percent. Absolutely. And the clicks. See, that's the difference between these phones that are all touchscreen and the razors because you had the click. You knew one, two, three, four. You knew how many times it was clicking ABC. So you like you do one, two, three. And then right. you knew, you know, then you move on to the next number. It you just knew how to three yeah. times for the C. You knew how you knew how to do it. It was really simple and easy to do, but you had that click. So you were confident you weren't misspelling something or doing it wrong. Now you have no idea what numbers you're pressing and how you're, you know, you're scrolling through and you're hitting the wrong button, your fat finger in it. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So anyways, end of rant. Uh, here's a quick question. So there's a big investor in Disney who is telling Disney to sell off ESPN. How about that? Because you wrote a letter to the, to the company and said, look, you guys want to do family friendly stuff, sell off ESPN to allow ESPN to go full on into sports betting because they are the ones that can make the most money. I actually firmly agree with this. This is actually, I read this whole thing. I read the letter. I read the breakdown of it. Disney's not going to do it, but ESPN through cord cutting has lost so much revenue over the last five years. Yeah. The way they could, and I know you're going to say this, like everyone thinks they're going to make money back with betting and they don't, but ESPN actually could, I think. It's the biggest brand in the world for sports. And they actually could have a gigantic either ESPN the book or partnering with the DraftKings FanDuel, whoever they want to draft, you know, come up with. Because isn't it a little bit awkward? I make the joke all the time. Like Mickey Mouse is going to have a sports book. Isn't this weird? Mickey Mouse doesn't really, it doesn't really equate. And it feels like Disney's having that same internal fight. Oh, they're definitely having that internal fight, but they're looking at the numbers. And I'm with the guy that says, don't do it. Okay. You know, because unless they have further plans, like Mm -hmm. if it's more than sports betting, sports betting is not going to do it. It's not going to fix the problem. People don't watch anything live anymore, period. But sports. But sports, right? They have sports. They're still going to watch the games, mm-hmm. but if you force the sports betting into it, you're gonna you're gonna push people back sometimes too. Now you may bring people in, mm-hmm. but the people that are watching the sports are betting anyway. They're yeah, not that's gonna, a great point. It really is. It, it, <laughs> you, you've changed my opinion on a couple of on this is one topic that I think you're absolutely right on. the The idea that. We don't need the sports betting information on the screen to bet on sports. Hell no. It's going to happen regardless. It's happening anyway. And and if you do it as an alternate thing, I think it has better chance of success because the gamblers will find it. Mm. The book people will find it. And it will be more credible right off the bat, more interesting to that audience. Because I can tell you this, like I live in a house 
where they're, I mean, they're starting to get into it. I mean, and we'd like to make bets and, and they, they're, they're starting to ask all the right questions, which is good. But like my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law are great. I mean, they're older, but they're an older demographic. They could never, they could, they, they'll randomly ask me, what were the odds on him to win, you know, or something like that. They're never going to make a bet. They're not. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to hear that shit while they're watching it. But they'll it's watch so, the game. Yeah. It's so interesting because that question of what were the odds on him to win or her to win, I think the difference between a gambler and the public is that the gambler asks the question before the game. Correct. The public asks the question after the game. Or during. Or, or during. during. Yeah. Like or if there's an upset happening or yeah, right. a team is is really favored, like or yeah. With the individual sports, it's great. Like, you know, and SoCal's been talking and like Stevie Max but talking about tennis. Tennis is a good like they want us to want, break it down, Dave. I'm not doing it. We're not they doing want it. Us, they want us to have tennis betting on, on the show. I love so, those guys. I'm I mean, no. I genuinely I'm saying, love I'm Stevie no. Max, SoCal. No. <laughs> we ain't talking about the tennis. <laughs> we ain't doing it. No. I mean, if Stevie Mac comes and puts his arm around me in my neck and makes me do it, like I might talk about the U.S. Open a little bit, just okay. a little. Fine. But like there has to be such a different, like, like Serena retiring for us to actually get involved with it because it's too, it, we're so far behind the eight ball to talk about tennis. Yeah. I mean, it just, like, that's for other people. That's for other yeah. shows. That's for other stuff. I, I get it. But like the individual sports that people watch, like the Masters, it comes up every year. What are the odds on this? And like, I have an aunt who doesn't bet. But she sends me 20 to bet on Freddie Couples every year. And then Mary Jane, if you're watching, I ain't never put it in one time. I just give it to the kids. And if it wins, I'm going to give you the money. Don't worry. Oh. But 20 years, yeah, she's been betting Freddie. on Freddie Couples. He ain't winning. Why, Freddie? Do um, you like him? Everybody like, likes Freddie. I know, but like, does she like him? Oh, like I him? think she yeah, wants like, a shot at the title. Okay, all right. She oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She likes Freddie's him. Like cool, him. Dude. Okay. I think. Right. I mean, Uncle Larry, I'd never let her do it, but I'm just <laughs> saying. But yes, like it's it's it, you're exactly right. Like the gamblers, the people that are into it before, maybe looking to make a bet, or it's a really interesting dynamic before the game. Yeah, it only comes up for the casual fan afterward, like the story of. And the better is on to something else, right? The, the better is has turned has, the page. Yeah. Once the game goes off, Done. you're on to the next day. Like that's, that's, that's the thing that people around me took a little while to understand that. Like you do all the work, you place the bet, the game kicks off. You're on to the next day. You can't do anything else. Unless you're going to bet it in game. You can't really do anything else about it. You've already made the decision, done the work. The game's done. You either sit back. Like that's why people are like, don't you sweat every game by watching every game. I'm like, no. I, mean, I don't sweat every game that I watch. I I I bet too much now. Like I, I, I'm done with that. Like I don't want that stress. Like I just don't I'll want watch it at all. And I want it. So like like watching the the Angels last night throw up all over themselves in the ninth <laughs> inning. Like I don't want that. Like I don't I, I don't I don't want to be a part of that. I was like click. I, I was like I'm done. Like I was like like I'm out of here. Like once it went three two, I shut it off. I was like I'm done. Like and it turns me six to two at the end. Can you watch a game anymore without a bet on it? Hundred percent all the time. I love sports. There's a lot, right. There's a lot of people that are gamblers that can't. Yeah. I think that's, that's going towards addiction. I I think that's a precursor. If you can't enjoy what you're doing, if you can't enjoy a game without having money on it, that's a precursor. I would be, somebody told me that I would say, you might want to stop for a bit. You might want to check yourself and think about what, where you are and what you're doing. Cause if, if the rush of the, of the money is where you're getting the joy 
then there's something the, the 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 equations off as to why you should be betting on sports in my opinion and that's why disney won't do that right because it's still about the game yeah it's still about the feeling you get from watching the pregame the game the postgame whatever it is it's still about the game and i think that's it. i mean you summed it up pretty quickly but i think i mean I've seen the bad as well. I think a lot of people behind the scenes kind of know that mm -hmm. and like pushing this. And you saw what happened with the fantasy. We've talked about this. For, it took fantasy from being fun to not being fun and in your face with these Millie makers and all this stuff. And people were starting to do fantasy contests that were like never would have considered sending a fantasy company $10 with a chance to win a million. And they ain't never won. They did it for like $50, maybe $100 they spent. They said, the hell with it. So I think the same thing could happen to the gambling if it gets too much. And like ESPN still got the biggest events. A lot of them are still honored, college football, bowl games and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if they would really ever want to see it. Did An you alternate see alternate broadcast, though, would be awesome. Yeah, I, th I think they. If it's coming. done right. Yeah, and I, but I, I still won't watch it. I mean, I think it'll be done right, but I won't watch it. I mean, well, the I, casual, well, the casual better. The twenty-four-year-old kid will watch it. Yeah, the kid, the, the the kid who doesn't have any real experience, knowledge, information at their disposal, they will watch it because they'll learn stuff, and so, so that person will watch it. Yes. Well, the kid that has a bookie. Or an offshore place or something like at his bet before. Will he watch it? Probably, yeah. But I don't think anybody old, anyone anyone over the age of 30 that has any real experience betting, I don't think that they will be inclined. Like I'm much more inclined to watch McAfee than I am a betting broadcast. Like you want to give me an alt feed? I'll watch Pat and Manning break down a game every damn day over, you know, somebody telling me that this line is wrong. We should bet it right now and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. It's it's, so. it's it's that's what I mean. That's how how do you find that market? Well, that market, I think you're you're in the majority would rather watch McAfee do anything yeah. than listen right. to some you can give me betting. I mean, to, to me, I think the secret sauce, and we've talked about this on this show. I think the secret sauce is being able to entertain with the ability to give you a gambling tip or two during the game. Like people call us. You could reach him at sports <laughs> talk, Matt, me at sports. Like the, and that's our, I think that's what we do. I think that that's, that's the exactly whole point of, of what the show is, is that we want to have entertainment and we want to give you ideas and things to bet on and things to pull, you know, pull the trigger on. But bottom line, media is media. I think the first time you and I talked about this show, I said, media is media. Entertainment is still entertainment, regardless of what it is. Preach. It doesn't matter what it is. Entertainment is entertainment. And the gambling shows up to this point have sucked. Let's just be honest. They're boring. Ooh. I don't need four people in a room staring at each other talking about, well, what would you miss? Would you bet this? Would you bet that? What'd you do? I don't know. That's boring. I don't need, I can do it myself. I don't need that. Give me something fun. Have quirky, weird stuff. You know, enjoy yourselves, laugh, make fun of each other, you know, sweat. And then at the end of the game, okay, the last two minutes of a half or last two minutes of a game, when you have a bet coming down to the wire, that's fun. That you're, sweating, fun. you're sweating vicariously through the person you're watching. Are they, you know, are they cringing? Are they excited? Do they celebrate? Like that stuff's fun. Like that's, 
you know, one of the cool things about betting is that you live vicariously through other people sometimes. And if they're cashing and jumping on a, you know, doing a Tom Cruise on Oprah, jumping on the couch, going crazy. That's fun. That's cool. That's entertainment stuff. I think it's relatable too. Yeah. Third inning of a baseball game on a Saturday afternoon. Telling me that the over, it can be, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's just not there. To me, it's just not really, you know, our second quarter of a football game. And we're talking about, you know, where the line move is. And, you know, eh, it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Eh, That's a good sound for that one. Eh. It just it just doesn't do it. It doesn't move my needle to make me go. Oh yeah, I want to watch that. So the chats lighten up right now uh, with they watch games on mute. A lot of people like to watch smart. games on mute now, right? Because so, then, so how would an alt bias. broadcast? How would an alt broadcast work if you're watching a game on mute? All it is know. is four people talking to each other about what's going on with the game, and that's what always pisses me off. I think, and you and I have talked about this, when you have a game on the air, there should be a gambling person. The same way you throw it down to a sideline reporter, you throw it to a gambling person and you just have a a 30 second update and there's your alt broadcast. It's nothing in your face. It's just, Hey, first quarter line move is here or even have the broadcasters. If they can do it, just tip their hand and talk about it. And then when there's a blowout and the total is 55 in a college football game and the score is 40 to 10, and the only reason why people are watching with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter is to see whether or not the game's going over or not. Give your broadcasters the opportunity to talk to the audience, which are the gamblers who are watching, saying, are we going to get here? Don't do this. You know, hey, it's relevant to some people, like the whole Brett Musburger, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod shit. Like, no, right. let them say it. Total is 55. of the money came on the over. The books are rooting for the under. Got five minutes to go. It's 40 to 10. The game's over. We know who's winning this game. No one's coming back. Don't do this whole like, you know, charade of, well, we can't talk about the gambling directly. You know who's watching. Like no nine-year-old is sitting there watching a 40 to 10 game going like, well, this is fun. Like, come on. Did you watch college game day back in the day when it started? 100%. Bino Cook was the originator of all of it. Yeah, He would talk openly about the bookies and the numbers and the gambling and stuff because he could get away with it because he was Beano. Right. There's a role for a Beano on this stuff. And they just, somebody's going to get through to it and and they're going to accept it. And they're going to give somebody a shot. and They're going to bring back a Jimmy the Greek. I mean, Jimmy the Greek segment on preseason football or, you know, pregame football on CBS was legend. And they wouldn't let him use the point spread. He would say, I really like this one. Or, I'm not sure about this one is going to be pretty close. And like he would move these helmets and talk about it. And I was fascinated with it at the time because I I knew some people that might have been taking bets or making bets. And I was like, you see what he said? You know, and it was always a good conversation. And then a game would start and it would be about the game. Right. Now it's about the in-game and about the other stuff. And, you know, what's the halftime number going to be? There's so many conversations that can be had casually and not in your face that I think are of interest to people or would be of interest to people if it's done in an entertaining way. And we'll find it. We'll find it. I mean, I told you, he's at Sports Talk, Matt. I'm at Sports (laughs) BK Katsig. The show is at Boston versus the book. (laughs) Just hit the like button. Call us. I want to skip ahead, Farrah, real quick. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the Lions here in just one second because our Hard Knocks episode two goes on tonight. But it goes to your fantasy football conversation. Yep. So what started all of this in the public, not 
we know sports betting has been around since the early 1900s. Okay. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for a hundred years. But had changed for this. What made it relevant was season long fantasy. Yes. That's what started this season long went into daily fantasy. Yes. Daily fantasy became the crack of sports betting or sports entertainment because it was not sports betting in some States. It was a game of skill, right? <laughs> sports betting is a game of skill. So FYI, now we have sports betting being legalized around the country. I watched ESPN yesterday do this hour-long special, and I yes. love Field Yates. I've known Field for a very long time. He's a phenomenal – I knew him when he was the basically the intern for Mike Reese. He was the future. He worked with the Cleveland Browns in their front office. They brought in this guy. They were giving him reps. He did my show on ESPN New Hampshire every single week, and I've, I've known Field for many years. Very happy for his success and now taking over what Matthew Barry left behind at ESPN. But I'm watching this show and I'm just like, how relevant is season long fantasy now? Like, do you hear people talking about season long fantasy or is it just because we're in Vegas, we're in the bubble and then we never hear about it? So because I still talk to people over the country all the time, do shows and all this other stuff. um, It's mentioned, but it used to be the thing, right? It's not the thing anymore. And for you guys that are in fantasy and stuff, it's just the reality. Again, it's not personal. It's just, it's not as important as it was. I loved it. It feels like a buddy thing now or an office it, thing now. Like it, it feels like you're in a league or maybe you've been in a league for 10 years. And so you guys just keep on doing it. You're a part of it, but it feels very much like your circle of people. It's relevant to you. So your team name or your um, your event, your live draft, like where you're doing it. It's just, it feels very myopic. It's not like a big, huge deal anymore. And sure, there's, you know, a million 10 team leagues is still a really big market, but I feel like it's just not like, like Dan Harris. And I used to talk about this all the time because Dan worked for fancy pros before he left. And Dan would do these projections every single week. He'd be up for hours and hours and hours. And people would pay fancy pros for all of this information that Dan would come up with and in, in, in the ranking. And I, I was always just like, I was always amazed by this going like, man, doesn't it feel like it's a dying market? Like, doesn't it feel like people are going to find other things and get involved in other things and not have to be so glued to like my RB4 ranking is this. And like my QB five is this. And people are like getting angry with you of like, you know, this person, this QB 10 shouldn't be QB 10. You should be QB 15. And are like, I'm like, wait, what, why, what are we talking about? It's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, Nate, I just said in the, in the chat, season long fantasy fantasy is just fun with friends at this point. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I was in a fantasy league with my college buddies for, 20 years after school. And then like I said, when I went to West Virginia, it was just too much to keep track of. And I became the, I became the free money in the contest, the donation, because I couldn't pick up guys. Right. You know, there's always one or two guys. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You live it. Yeah. Right. And there's two guys in the league. This is, this is their life. They're just, you know, they get the first waiver wire guy. They're, they're making trades all the time. They're doing stuff, roster moves. Listen, man, I want to set my lineup when I wake up Sunday morning and not look at it until I come home or watch the games. That's it. Like that's that that's it. And it became too much. I think there's an interesting dynamic going on in the space, in the mm-hmm. content space, about this, where you kind of you almost have to pick one or the other. DFS the or season that, long? You mean one or the other? 
PRS is or season long yeah. or fantasy or betting. I don't you think fair. you can really do both. I would agree with you. Yes. And, 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 and I and think very different audiences too. Well, that's are, the thing. I don't know if the media companies understand that. Yeah. There's not the crossover. And a lot of times once they go one way, they don't go back. If they go from fantasy to betting, that's a one way street. I would agree hundred percent. Yes. That's right. I was at the DFS market was made up of so many gamblers who wanted to gamble, but they couldn't gamble legally. So they did DFS because they couldn't gamble legally. The second they were given legalized gambling, DFS is gone. They're, yeah, I, I totally agree. One-way street. Once you have the DFS player in gambling, they're not going back. They're done. Me, I'm a prime example of that. Like I could do DFS in Texas. And the second I got a place where I could legal, legally sports bet, I haven't done DFS since. It's been seven years. Since I've entered yeah, the single, I mean, single DFS we, we know a lot of guys in the space. I mean, there's a big thing the week before the first game. There's a national football, fantasy football championships drafts are coming here. A lot of people that I know are yeah. coming for these high-stakes drafts. I got a text from a guy that I know, a good friend, texted me on my birthday and said, hey, man, let me know if uh, you hear of any fantasy leagues. 2K minimum, 30K maximum. I'm like, 30, per thousand. team or in the league? And he's like, no, per team. I'm like, that shit's still going on? He said, yeah. I was like, wow, okay. Um, I'll let you know. I'm thinking, are you nuts? I ain't doing a league or I ain't partnering with you. Like, I, I was partners with a guy before Curacao. When I graduated school, I told this story before. He said, you want to be a partner in his fantasy league? I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I knew who he was and I knew he had, he had money. I said, what's the, what's the league thing? He's like uh, two dimes a week. A week? I said, two two dimes a week? I said, what kind of partner are you looking for? I, I, I got no money. I'm working three jobs. I'm living at home. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, but you're really good with this stuff. You've been running fantasy leagues since you were 10. I'm like, I know I'm good. Uh, that's fine. What if we lose? Right. I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> What's, you're nuts. Yeah. So I went in as a partner, 20%. You want to talk about living and dying on every play. Jeez. When your guy that got knocked out on a one yard line and they could swing your week of like a nickel or a dime and you ain't got $20 in your pocket. I was like way over my head. We ended up doing good, okay. but it was the side bets and all the other stuff. We did a draft and he, he finished. He goes, all right, I want you to go through all the teams. I'm going to make all the side bets. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, I'm going to bet these guys every week. Pick the teams that stink that you know we're going to outscore every week. He had six dimes a week in side bets. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did good. He did He did real good. I mean, he took care of me at the end, and it was, it was, it was fine. But that's what goes on. Like, that's what went on. Right. And now it's become so mainstream that, like, the high-stakes stuff is still there. It's just harder to find. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bet MGM this morning reported that 97% of the tickets at their book are on the Lions to make the playoffs. Season two, or sorry, episode two of the Lions Hard Knocks comes out today. Are you okay with the fact that you're running with the masses? This is not like you to run with the masses. Like this. <laughs> well, they're running with me. I said this shit in June. <laughs> no, I'm not all right with this. No, I'm not at all all right with this. This is making me... I just did wager talk before the, we started the show, and they asked me about that too because you know a lot of people with wager talk are based in Detroit, and they're all excited oh, okay. about the season and all this other shit. And I'm right. like, 
Oh boy, it's happening. It's just that this is the this is the, the the hard knocks thing is happening. Like, oh God. Are we headed for seven and ten? Uh, this is bad. I don't seven and ten's good for them. For the Lions? <laughs> That's a good year. You're kidding me? Lions who win seven games? Whoa. So warped. You're so spoiled with this. What that, that's a good what do you mean? That's a good year for the Lions. Seven wins for the Lions? Only three games under 500? <laughs> Shit, get a get a parade going, man. <laughs> Are you serious? Dan Campbell's gonna go from think about it. He would have more than doubled the wins from last year. Didn't they win five games last year? No, they won three games last year. Did they win five? All right, I guess I do that. Still, seven. I don't wins, know. I, I honestly just, don't know what their record was last year. Now I got to look it up. That's a big step. Put forward. it in the chat. Somebody put it in the chat. I thought How many games won. did the Detroit Lions win last year? They were good against the spread, though. Yes, and like the spread, not straight up, though. I think they had a winning record against the spread. Correct. Yes, absolutely. But that's not what we care about when it comes to records here. We're talking about what the what their record record was. I mean, the Ravens beat them on that last second um, field goal. They won. Three games. I was right. <laughs> they won three games. Three and fourteen. Yes, they went three and four. Oh, they tied. Sorry, they tied your stupid Steelers. So they went three stupid thirteen Steelers. and one. <laughs> Start their shit. They went three thirteen and one last year. Winning seven games is more than doubling their win total. That's damn good. Oh, how the Steelers tied them? Oh my god. Sixteen sixteen. Tie game, <laughs> miserable game. It was raining. It was mad. Oh God! So if they win seven games, that's impressive to me. That's more than doubling their win total from last year. I guess so. Now that you said it like that, but my God, um, pump God, this the is, brakes, this, folks. This Bet the no. Lions are not making the playoffs. Bet the no. This is bad. It's ninety-seven percent. What are you people doing? You're all insane. Donation, donating to the books. Speaking of being insane, real fast, I need to know who the hell the people are in Texas who are voting the Longhorns number one. The AP poll had a number one, and the coaches poll has a number one. Somebody, who trying. the fuck is doing this? <laughs> someone, someone needs. To get their their voting privileges revoked, and it's the AP poll on top of that. The coaches poll who made the joke. No one's watching the coach. An AP poll, an AP voter put Texas number one. Yes, they did. Are you so, serious? Yeah. Like, like the, this has to be like. Watch this. Like it, it, it right. has to be a dare. It's just got to be somebody being a complete dink and deciding to show everybody like yep watch this guys i'm gonna i'm gonna vote texas number one watch it happen. the whole media is gonna freak out i'm gonna put texas number one because there is absolutely no justification for it no one else agrees with you by the way whoever whoever chose this nobody else because texas in the ap poll is 18th 18 bama got 54 first place votes ohio state got five georgia got six Nobody else from four to 17 got a single first place vote except for Texas at 18. Do you think if you could, you had to put who you were, it wouldn't happen when you voted yes. for, I, I hate, you know, this. if you I'm put your name stuff. on it, Matt Peralt, here's yes. my votes. Yes. Some people do put it out, but everyone should, it should be forced to be put out. Everyone's required. I think it would be taken more serious. I don't think it's taken serious. By not, the coaches for I sure. I would take it seriously. No, I'm, I'm taking this seriously. Whoever this voter is, I'm on. He's he or she is X'd out. Like goodbye. You're done. P. Not, they make decisions on bowl games. Right. And shit. 
Well, that makes, I mean, where you start in the AP poll oftentimes dictates where you're going to be in the playoffs. If you start too low in the AP poll, you're not going to be able to make the playoffs. You can't jump. Right. You can't get over on people. So they took out that criteria of your bowl, of your rankings to factor into the playoffs. But it's still just from a mental perspective, it matters. Like there is a mental game where if you're outside, Bear tweeted this, I think yesterday or the day before, that like essentially you look at the coaches, you look at the AP poll right now, and your national champion is either going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, AM, or Utah. Top eight for like the last 15 years, you have been in the top eight of the AP poll to win the championship, except for I think one or two teams that Felica, started like 10. Felica and tweeted that yesterday. Yeah. We so were basically just talking about that. Yeah. So basically you just come in and you bet that's that that the, the South Point option, I think it's four teams versus the field. That's, that's what we were talking about. That's, yeah, it's, that's, UT, that's, it's like it's Utah, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State is the four that they gave you or the field at South Point. So it was the top three plus Utah? Yeah. You could bet those yeah. four versus the field. And essentially, it's a really good bet to bet the bet, bet those four at the versus favorite. the field. Yeah, at the yeah. four teams. Like yeah. normally you would say, no, it's not. But I mean, when you look at the numbers and look at the odds, that's kind of what we were talking about. Um a little bit about who's the fourth team because yeah. the first three are pretty much done. Yeah. Like, and that's weird to say because college football to me is still so exciting and fun and the pageantry of games and, you know, watching the games and betting the games. I love Saturdays. Love, love, love Saturdays. Of course. And um, we've been saying this for years in the books and here in Vegas. Like, what is any, do you look at the rankings when you make bets? I, I would rather fade the smaller numbered team because the, the public the is better ranking team, right? Yeah. Like if five plays 10, I want to fade five because well, I know the public's. Well, how about when one. 10 is minus two and a half? Everybody's like, Oh, Oh, take five. Right. Take the plus two and a half on the five. Right. And I would trust the number more than I would the ranking. Been, been living this way for 20 yeah. years. I like, trust the bookmaker way. I, I trust the bookmaker to be accurate way more often than Jim Bob writer from <laughs> blank, blank, who, blank paper. Who ain't taking it seriously. Yeah. And like who's putting Texas number one. Who's right. He ain't even watching the games. That's the other thing. Like it's the, right. you know, people are voting and they're watching one game. I mean, they're, they're, the AP writers are watching more than just the team that they're covering. They're, they're not like the coaches that are, you know, myopic to their Do own team. you think team. they are though? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That. I mean, I've, 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 known, I've known them for years. Yes, they absolutely are. They're covering, they're watching, they're reading. Oh, yes. That's good to know. Cause yeah. I, I mean, we used to question whether they were watching it all. The oh time. yeah. When, when I'm, when I'm at games, I'm watching games. Like when I'm in the press box watching a game, I've got two games open on my phone and on my, on my computer. You do everything with three screens. Yeah, I'm watching every. I'm watching it all. Like I'm watching. Like when I sit in, if you give me Wi-Fi, you're watching app, three screens right now. Don't bullshit people. Uh, not live, no. But I've got 15 <laughs> tabs open. But yes, but, 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 but <laughs> I, the yeah, I, I, got those I was going to say nine and a half. Yeah, I got like 15 tabs. I I have three different browser windows. I have you know I have <laughs> Safari. I've got Chrome, and I've got two two Chromes that are open under two different Google. <laughs> Uh, email addresses and 15 total things that are open. But I, I do that when I go to games, like you, I, you, you can sit a live game in front of me and I'm still watching games on my devices. I'm still watching games. So AP writers do the same thing. So, so yes. if we go like, if we go down to Arizona, go yep. to an Arizona state game, or we could drive out to LA, we go to the Rose bowl and see UCLA yep. play Oregon or something. You ain't going to be watching no other game if we're sitting at the game. 
Where am I? In, where in the where in, in the, the game? Where in the building? In the seats at the game. I mean, I'm not watching something else. If I'm on, if I'm in the seats, but you All give right. me a desk, power, and Wi-Fi. Oh hell no! I'm watching multiple games. Well, why are you at the game then? Because I'm watching the game, but I'm also watching other games. It's I, I'm there as a media member, so I'm going to be covering multiple games, tweeting about multiple games. If I'm there as a fan. I'm drinking for one Speaking thing. Speaking of tweeting, did you really put 175,000 tweets? I looked at it this morning. You did? I, I, I tweeted over since September of 2012. I joined Twitter. Sorry, I'm talking. Go ahead. Start my 10-year since- t- anniversary is coming up for joining Twitter. September okay. of 2012. Okay. 175,800 tweets since. So I was trying to think, like, what else have I done 175,000 times in my life? Nothing. Blinking and breathing were the only two things I could come up with. <laughs> Seriously, those are the only two other things. Because eating, eating doesn't count. E- eating doesn't, I, I mean, if you're at three meals a day, I'm 45. It's, it's like 65,000. It's not even close. It's not even close to 175,000. So I'm trying to think. 300, 365 times 45, 45 times three. what? I, I don't know. I did, I did the math earlier. It, it, it's it's oh, 365 t- times 45 times 45 times three came out. I, I was, you know, I'm not a math guy, so maybe I'm wrong with the math, but I did it fast <laughs> this morning. I was like, it's I think it was like 68,000. Like that's not even close to 175,000. It's like, what the hell else would I have done? 175,000 times. I was like, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> Breathing and blinking are the only two things that you come up with. Think about it. Like, what else? What else would you have done that many times? I don't know. I have no idea. In ten years, in, in ten years, one hundred and seventy-five thousand times in ten years, there's nothing I've done that much. A- anything. Whew, that's a lot over a ten-year period. Yeah. <laughs> a guy told me he's like, "You're turning into a cyborg." I was like, "Kind of, yeah." I was like, "I'm just, you know, firing these things off." Hey, Dal Bet said that's forty-nine thousand two hundred and seventy-five. See, I'm close. Not even close. 45 years, 45 times 100 is 4,500, right? You, you, so, 45 times 365 is 16,425. That's right? a number of days you've been alive with 45. Yeah. I thought it would be way higher. That's nope. crazy. And then you times it by three, and it's 49,275 meals. Man, oh, man. So it's just like, I'm talking about 175,000 in the last 10 years. That's my life. I've had 50,000 meals in my life. 45 years. This is 10 years. I joined it 10 years ago and I've tweeted 175,000 times. Man, oh man. <laughs> it's pretty sick. I looked at it. I was like, that's pretty psychotic. That's why I tweeted it. I was like, that's kind of gross. I don't know what else I would have done that many times. It's just like when you get the report of your bets. That's where you look and you're like, shit, I made a lot of bets. <laughs> you got to get wow. the reading glasses out for that. Whoa, I didn't mean to do all that. Time for the Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. Being brought to you by Omaha Steaks. BVB is the promo code to go to omahasteaks.com and get the All-American assortment today. You guys, a couple of you guys have been knocking down big parlays and been tweeting at us and saying thank you for knocking down big parlays. DJ Hooks, you 10- see that last night? 10 buck bet he put down from our plays. He won 250 bucks. If you guys, if you guys are doing that, the way you say thank you is by going to omahasteaks.com, using the promo code BVB, order some food, 
great food that you're going to enjoy. And by using that BVB code, you're going to get 12 free steak burgers. The Build Your Own Perfect Menu is out as well. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword BVB. Do it today. What are you laughing about now? I just looked down at the chat. I, I, I do this while you're reading. I'm listening to you, but I look down yeah, at the chat. Um, two two items. Um, BetSmart US just said he's going to start booking up Peralt tweets per day, 47 and a half over minus 160 number for that. And then... Um, what is... Hold on. I, I need to do... Now, I'm, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm doing the math now. And then, and then Sonic said... The, the other thing you may have done as many times as you tweeted is said wonky. No, not close. No. He's right. So that's the number 47, 47 is the number. So I've averaged 47.9 tweets a day for 10 years. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a, that's a fucking problem. I love you dearly and you're my friend, but that's a fucking problem. That's a good number, though. BetSmart is on it. We got. I can't wait to meet BetSmart. Breaking He's that down numbers and shit out. He's like 47 that. Forty-seven times a day for ten years. Hello, this is Madeline. She's your daughter. <laughs> She's eight, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, here's your kid. In case you didn't by the know way. what your kid was. <laughs> yeah, because he during games like football games, I'm easily at like 150 a day. Easily on Sundays. Easy. 150 a day. Because they're so, going to games. Bang, 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 bang. I'll tweet even more. Games? You kidding me? Shit. <laughs> Put me in the stands. I'll tweet even more. That's bad. That's uh, you, you don't want to take me to a game. I'll be on my phone even more. That's that's Put bad. Put your news. ass on the sideline. Yeah, you're gonna be tweet. You'll be watching oh. a game. No, sidelines. I'm, I'm filming shit. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm my phone's out constantly if I'm on the sidelines. I'm showing behind the scenes stuff. We're doing all sorts of stuff like that. Uh-uh. That's bad news. It, I'll tweet less in the press box than I will tweet in the stands. Because I'll have more games going on, I'll be I'll be distracted. Trying I'll, to work on something to get us on a get us a sideline pass for a game. Which game? I don't know yet. <laughs> it matters which game. <laughs> Remember how often I was on the sidelines? You, I know you. It is my wow you, but I've been on the sidelines a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so like, I know, but you haven't been on a sideline together. No, I'm forget about together. Like now, it was you were a sideline on the sideline. I was on a sideline too all the time, but I was a friend. Right intern or a, a producer right now we got the following we can bring the people with us to the sideline there's a lot of people that will never get on the sideline of a nfl oh. or a college football game it's a I different mean, experience alabama tennessee i will never forget i couldn't talk to the person next to me it's the loudest hundred and five thousand screaming on the sideline the whole game yeah oh i, I was, on, I was on, from when i covered bama i was on the sidelines a ton it's all pre-9-11 it's no, actually, so, no, 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 it was post 9-11. No, no, it was post 9-11. But it was always pre, like, today's world. Like, I was, in the SEC, being on the sidelines as a media reporter was not a difficult thing to get. I was on, right. in, in Tuscaloosa. I was on the sidelines right. all the time. Uh, Tennessee, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Georgia. What, what was more memorable for you, the speed or the noise? Noise. It's so fucking loud on the 100%. sidelines. I don't know how they even play. So it's it, it's a different, it's a weird energy. I remember like the, I had a different respect for Kinnick when I went to Iowa. I was on the sidelines for Iowa, Ohio State, and it was the end of the game. 
Iowa was trying to stop Ohio state from scoring the game winning touchdown. And like Iowa fans were just going crazy. And then they scored and it was silent. And in the back right hand corner, you heard all the Ohio state fans screaming and you just heard this like cascade of sound that came down. And it was such a weird experience because Iowa fans were dead silent. And yet one pocket of the whole stadium was going nuts because Ohio state had scored and won the game. Yeah. It's the, the, the noise is unlike I tell people all the time, like TV does not do it justice at all at the level of intensity and sound. And it's college is so different than the pros. Oh, the it's, pros are it's loud. It's just not anywhere near the, 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 the passion level or the energy no. No. playoff games in the NFL or Super Bowls or I guess not Super Bowl, but like but championship games. Yes. The intensity goes crazy. And there's more drunks in the NFL than there are at college games, but there's more people by a ways like the typical crowd for the NFL is 60,000 right. typical, like the horseshoe or the big house or Penn state, Penn state, 110,000 every week, in Penn state loud as hell. Yeah. And it's from what I, you know more than I would, but like the way the stadium is at Penn state supposedly, cause it's kind of spread out. The sound kind of just all sits on top of the field. Oh, it's so loud. Yeah. It is so loud. I mean, I, the, the speed and the size of the people are just, it's it's mind boggling, and when a play comes on the sideline near you, I remember running for my life. I was like, "This is I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get yeah. if you I get like, hit, I'm like Rudy. Up. You feel like Rudy, you know, oh. looking at the lineman, going, "How big are you?" Oh, right. And you, but I remember, on. I don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> like you said though, you're right next to somebody. Yeah, you can't yeah. hear a damn word they're saying. No. I mean, in the like one of the things I used to say when I went around the SAC was like I hated closed air press boxes. I loved the open air press box because you got a chance oh, to fully too. hear everything. Yeah. But even but like when Alabama got really rocking loud in Tuscaloosa, you couldn't talk to the person next to you in the press box. Like I, I oh, know for real was that oh, loud yeah. up there. I know people who put headphones in, who put earplugs in because you just, you, it wasn't even worth it. Like you couldn't talk, you'd yell when it was like, like a really big, like the band would blast, Hey Alabama. <laughs> and then they play Rammer, Jimmy Yellowhammer. And they would just like, would, the band would be so freaking loud and the crowd would be so freaking loud. You could you just, it wasn't even worth talking to the person next to you. It was just screaming loud. Best part what about the press imagine? box was the food though, man. Tuscaloosa was so good. Some press box food is like you wouldn't even let your worst enemy. Correct. I heard Big Ten food sucks because Iowa food, Iowa food's not good. Yeah, Alabama food's unbelievable. I've never been in a press box at Penn State, but I've been on the sideline once and was always sat in the first row. Iowa's not good. Iowa that. food's yeah. eh. Iowa State food's eh. It was okay. Tuscaloosa, the halftime food in Tuscaloosa was better than the pregame food in Iowa. Really? Oh, halftime was beautiful huge your full dog pretzel and ice cream at, ha at halftime full like a full huge spread in pregame it was the best part of going to games sec food is especially because you were a young kid and broke oh hell yeah we ate well yeah that was, that was a weekend meal two times I, I ate dinner at dennis francioni's house which looking back on it i realized why he did it but when he got the job at alabama he took every media member covering alabama and invited them to his house smart man had a full fillet, like more fillets than I've ever seen in my life. Yep. <laughs> he had a yep. hundred people in his house, put a huge tent behind him mm -hmm. and his wife personally walked us through his house, meet his kids, talk about his life, everything else. The meal was outstanding. 
And I looked back on it. I was like, that dude was just buying coverage. That was brilliant. He was making yeah. everybody his best friends. <laughs> That's it. It worked. That's it. So yeah, the food in Alabama was... Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, that's why I like when, when John and Iowa wants to take us out to dinner and, you know, mm. Bromel camp's going to give us the whole meal in Iowa. I know what you're doing. I oh yeah. What you're doing. Yeah. You're going to give me that move and you pay me and that. then ate that I, stuff at Kinnick and Ames. <laughs> eat some real food now, guys. Like, come on now. You got to take care of us. In the, in the, uh, big 12 steering hot take of the day, please. So an offshore book ran a report, a study on Bostonians tweeting about Kevin Durant and whether they want Kevin Durant or not. Been telling you this for weeks. To be a Boston Celtic. And? I'm in the vast minority for what <laughs> who wants Kevin Durant. And? Tweets involving Kevin Durant, KD, or Durant that contained a negative word or phrase such as don't want, horrible trade, crybaby, soft, Keep Jalen too old and so on were all analyzed in this query as to whether or not you the, the Celtics should trade for Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fifty thousand tweets uh-huh. were, were analyzed. Five O, comma, O O O. Uh-huh. The vast majority want absolutely nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Yeah, and even from Boston. See, you lost, you forget, you forget where you came from. I want Kevin Durant. <laughs> You're full of shit. The people don't want him. They Told really you. don't. They don't want him at all. It's it's even though, but this same offshore is setting the Boston Celtics as minus 140 favorites to land Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. 500,000 tweets. No, no, no. Sorry. Not 50,000. Oh, 500,000 tweets. Oh, were, were analyzed oh. Over, the la- over the last 21 days. Over the, that's two <laughs> over to over the last 21 days. Oh, uh, so see, bad. See, the, the vast majority—they <laughs> don't want them. It's a lot of headaches. The percentage high of, maintenance. The percentage breakdown per state on negative tweets in from of the five hundred thousand. Twelve percent of it came from Massachusetts. Twelve percent of it came from New Hampshire. Eleven percent came from Vermont. Ten point seven percent came from Maine. <laughs> So basically almost every state, because we don't claim Connecticut, because Connecticut's all fucked up and we know they, they can get out of here. Oh, so, here we yeah. go. Oh, Connecticut is a bunch of, like, just goodbye. Like oh. that state, yeah, that state's oh. can, that's the biggest candy-ass state in the whole union. So. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, one, Hartford's the worst city in America. Oh, two, gosh. two, no one knows anything about where they're from in Connecticut. They're either, they want to be from Boston or they want to be from New York. Then. <laughs> They don't know where they're from. They have no idea. No one claims Hartford. So they're all confused. They're all, they have too much money and they're all really, all the women are really annoying. They're all, they're all really annoying. My aunt and uncle are one of them. My mom, my aunt and uncle are one of them. I spent many times in, in Connecticut. Anybody who lives in Connecticut from Connecticut, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? The word Karen, the word Karen basically started in Connecticut. Like that, 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 what are you doing? It, it, it's just true. It just started in Connecticut. Okay. Point blank. UConn's the only thing that they have to cheer for there. We know this with Jeff Dawson. That's all they've got is a cheer for UConn. That's it. And all the UConn people are super fucking annoying. So they, they, they're all annoying. All of them. So goodbye. Like all of them are. See you later for UConn. It is the worthless, the most worthless state. And now that betting is legalized all over New England, there's no reason to go to Connecticut. 
Oh, it, it is the drive-through states of drive-through states. Like you just don't stop. You just keep going. So you either keep going to Massachusetts and go to Boston or you drive through and go to New York on 95. But stopping, there's no reason. Maybe, maybe you could t- talk me into New Haven. Maybe talk me into the pizza. Supposedly, according to everyone else, New Haven's pizza is really good. Maybe, but that's about it. That's it. Connecticut is the most pointless, worthless. It is a polo shirt of a state. That that is what that, that is that is what Connecticut is as an entire state. Well, no part of that state. So there you go. So that's what the four the four states that are all tweeting about Kevin Durant are actually states that care. Connecticut has no idea. They they're just they're completely they're all clueless. The whole state is clueless. Probably all Knicks fans anyway. Yes, absolutely. Knicks, <laughs> Nets, conf- Sixers, Lakers, Celtics fans are all confused. The whole damn state is completely confused. They don't know where they're from. Me, ever, ever met anybody who's like proud from, I'm from like I'm proud to be from Connecticut? It's like, who the hell is, who the hell is who's proud about being from Connecticut? I'm from Connecticut. Like, who brags about that? Like, why? Yukon's there. Oh yeah, it's it, it's like bragging about playing badminton. Like, why would you? N- n- no one's ever gonna. Ah. Brag, no one's gonna brag about playing. I can play badminton. It's like that, that's what I that can play is. badminton. I took yeah. badminton one and two at Penn State. I kick it. A lot of people's asses at badminton. Yes, take that shuttlecock and sing it. So there you go. Whoa, <laughs> that's what Connecticut is. It is the it is the state equivalent of badminton. Oh my gosh, I hate that state. <laughs> you think <laughs> I hate that state? <laughs> if I could kick them out of New England, I'd kick them out of New England because they're because oh! the, they're part of the tri-state area, so they get to claim New York. They're like they're part of both, so it's the tri-state. Oh, Connecticut is part of this. They're like everybody. So it's, it's Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. We're the oh. tri-state area. Oh, but we're also part of New England, part of the you know the the, the states in New England. So we claim that as well. As I've said, this is just split. I've said for years, take Connecticut and split it in half. Okay. The bottom half goes to New England. The top half goes to New York or goes to Massachusetts. And the top half goes the bottom the top goes to New York. And we're done. That's it. There's no point in having that state. It should be 49 states. Break it's it one up. of the oldest states in the country, is it not? Okay. Just because we're geographically, they were lucky that we've landed on Plymouth Rock. So it's just fortunate to be there. It doesn't mean anything to me how long they've been there. What happened in Connecticut? Anything in history? Has anything happened in Connecticut? Nothing happens in Connecticut. Nothing. ESPN is in Bristol. Yeah, you got Bristol. That's the claim to fame, right? There you go. And you know what? Every damn employee of ESPN wants the fuck out of Bristol the second they get there. So they they hate that town more than anything. Okay. That is the worst place ever. I've been there. You come over the hill, you come over this big hill, and you come down, and you're like, why the hell is this here? Why? They had no idea, no planning, nothing. There's one hotel across the street where everybody stays in when they come into town. One. Like it's the worldwide leader in the middle of fucking nowhere. Eleven forty-five. Okay, it, it, that's what it is. That's what ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. They all want out. They all live in Hartford. They can't live in. They'll drive forty-five minutes to get to campus because Man, they can't stand living there. I was gonna say I wanted to book a trip when Creighton plays UConn. Oh, in UConn, Creighton's playing here. We don't got to go there. Creighton's Creighton's coming to us. We got games here. Jays are coming here in November. We're good. I'm going. Let's go to Omaha. Forget going to Connecticut. Let's go somewhere fun. Let's go to Omaha. (laughs) Okay, hundred percent. 
Okay. Hey, wait, way more fun. Hartford versus <laughs> Omaha is not a fair fight. No way. Stores. Who wants to go to Stores, Connecticut? God, Stores, Connecticut is the. That's a horrific place. God, is Stores, Connecticut bad? Better say goodbye to Sports Grid here. <laughs> They're based in New York. You know what I'm talking about. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Sports Grid. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Everything said of this, that last rent was 100% true. We're back tomorrow after the Pat McAfee show coming up here at 11 p.m. Pacific time. He's Dave. I'm Matt for Twitter and YouTube. Stick around. More to come for BBB. Uh, Time for the circus sports schedule of the day. This one's going to be a little awkward. I don't know. I'm exhausted. exhausted. The chat's flowing, lit up, man. This is great. You know what I'm talking about. So the schedule is Houston. Nine and a half juice to the under. Plus 110 to the over, minus 130 to the under for Houston, who has had so some. This is good- like we got to just find the losses. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing Houston's ranked in the top 25, they're 24th. Yeah. Yeah. So they're expected to be decent, right? But not as good as they've been in the past. So that makes it a little more difficult to figure out. Cincinnati is way down from where they were last year, obviously. Ritter looked good, by the way. I know it's only one preseason game, but Ritter looked like he could start maybe for the Falcons. I like the way he looked like a pro in college. Yeah, he looked really good. I mean, I thought he's going to be a good professional quarterback. So he might be he might be playing in in Atlanta. They may have found something with him. I like the way he looked. Okay, they open up. The Cougars open up at Texas San Antonio (laughs) on the road. Jordan said in the chat, "Say goodbye to Connecticut too." Like that. That's fine. I welcome that. Goodbye. Yes. Polo shirt of a state. Goodbye. I love the chat. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Take your tennis bracelets and all your BMWs and goodbye. (laughs) I drive a BMW, so I can say that. Oh, this week. No, it's my car. Oh, that's right. That's the other thing. Right. right, That's 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 the other. That's the other car. That's right. That's my car. And it sits in the garage. doesn't move. (laughs) <laughs> that's my car. <laughs> uh, okay. UTSA game one. What's the line on that? 25. When? Let's see what the, what the line is against the Roadrunners. I think we take um, UTSA plus the points here, no? I don't know. I mean, it's a big game for them, for San Antonio to play Houston. It's a big recruiting game. Right. It's on, it's on CBS Sports Network. Uh, lines five and a half. Wow, was I wrong? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a part. I mean, that's that they're live to win that game. Holy Jiminy. Wow. This is, okay. why, this is why you're a media guy. That's wow. Numbers. Well, no, the Roadrunners have been good recently, but I thought they were, I thought they lost all the guys that they lost. That coach that's, that's there has been recruiting pretty well, but that's okay. Interesting start. Uh, at Texas Tech, week two, Fox Sports one. What's the date of that game? Big 10th of September. It's a big recruiting game for Houston. You go to Lubbock and win. Texas Tech minus one and a half. Yeah. yeah. If Houston goes there and wins, that's big. I think think that's a a loss. Okay. I think it's a win. I think they'll win that game. I got one. Uh, Kansas at home opens up their home schedule. Home versus Rice. They'll kill that. Win. Yeah, it's an in-city blowout. Uh, Tulane at home. Take the over in that game. Dear God, there's going to be a lot of points. That's points. That's a, that's a point, point, points. What the hell day is that one? 30th of September, Friday night. ESPN yeah, Friday game. It's a Friday. 
12 and a half. Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a total? No. Okay. Can't make totals right. in advance for 60. <laughs> Set it at 60. That ain't enough. 16, go from there. Uh, so what October do I get, the three, you go four? Yep. At Memphis. No way, count mine because I think I might have missed one. UTSA win, Texas win. Tech loss, Kansas right. win, Rice win, Tulane win. Four. I have I them four. undefeated. So. Right. I have four. Yeah, I have five. At Memphis. What's the date of that game? 7th of October, Friday night. Houston, three opener. I'll take Houston to win that game. I'll take Memphis to win that game. Okay. That's the game they trip up on a Friday night. That's a upset waiting to happen. Yes. At Navy. Bye week after a bye. Okay, they win six. Yeah, it's big. They have a bye week before Navy on the road. That's big. They've put up some psychotically high numbers on Navy recently, too. Um, they scored like 65 points in them a couple of years ago. Uh, home for South Florida. Win. Agreed. At SMU. I'll take the this, over. This is the game. What, what's take, the date of that game? Take the over. The 5th of November. It's a Saturday. Uh, da, 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 da. Wow. Pick them. Pick them. Uh, SMU wins, I think. I agree. Loss. Home for Temple. Win. So what do I have? I have nine, I think, right now, right? I have nine. You have eight, I believe. I thought I had nine. Because we have a, I have one more than you do. And I have two losses. We, you have three. I have, I have two. two losses. Okay, I have three losses. Yeah, and there's two games left. At East Carolina. Win. I don't know. I'm going to say loss. What's the Home date of that game? 19th of November. Uh, there's no line on here. Uh, I think they'll win that game, but okay. East Carolina's got that senior, six-year senior quarterback. It's a tough okay. game for you. So I have then. nine. Tulsa at home. So do I. We both have nine. And what's the date of that game? 26th of November. That's a win. Got to be. Eileen 10. Eileen over. Probably 100 points scored in that game. Nine's <laughs> a good number. Yeah. Nine and a half's a good number. It's nine... So, first question, we do this every day. Bottom. It's the bottom of that schedule. Eight, eight. if everything goes bad, eight, eight still yep. the bottom. Yep. Can they run a table? <sighs> Can't run a table. Road games at San Antonio, Texas Tech, Memphis, Navy, SMU, and East Carolina. That's no. It's five road games, seven home games. No, I don't think they're on the table. But I do think they win every home game, though. Kansas, Rice, Tulane, South Florida, Temple, Tulsa. They better win every home game. Yeah, I think so that's that's seven right that's there. Seven, yeah. And then they got to they got to go two. So and they got to win one game on the road. The bottom's eight. Yeah, so three and two is what they got to go. Yeah, I think the bottom is eight. Totals nine and a half. Uh man, it's a good number. That 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 may literally come down to the last game. Mm. It's fallen nine or ten. I would right? agree with that. Yep. What's the yeah. juice? Nine and a half. What over? Plus one ten. On the over? At circa. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the sharp plays always under. Just because if, if there's one injury, something goes wrong, it, you know, 
they could see the bottom being seven, maybe six. I mean, with that home schedule, I, I, I don't see them losing a game. <laughs> Sorry. What happened? What'd Steve, you do? You'll see that for the show. Steve Mac just found a meme from Family Guy about Connecticut, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. <laughs> it's really good. I'd never seen it before. It's a picture of Meg with Connecticut over her head saying, you guys are always acting like you're better than me. And it's New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts staring back in, <laughs> in tuxedos, looking back at them. And it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, but it's actually because we, we say that only because Connecticut thinks that they're better than everybody else. That's the problem. Those right. We tend to put them in their place. Uh, okay. Prop.com story. Uh, uh, Prop.com story of the day. This is only because I'm curious to get your take on this. Right. They're fading your boy Najee. They're concerned about his ability to to his, his season long rushing prop. Makes sense. So they're going to fade this. I feel like this is an anti Pittsburgh day today. <laughs> so his number is twelve. Start talking shit about Pittsburgh like you do about <laughs> Connecticut. We're going to have problems. I haven't been to Pittsburgh enough to talk shit about Pittsburgh, so I can't do Thank that. You. So yeah. I, I I don't have the ammunition that I do. I I, I went to Connecticut. I went to UConn all the time. Went to Bristol. And spent two weeks, two weeks every summer for my entire childhood in Connecticut. So I've, I have spent quite a bit Stevie of time. Stevie Mac made that, by the way. He, he made that? Oh, that's great. That's. I just that's, freaking made it. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I just oh lost God. it. When I saw it. It was unbelievable. Boys it's, are doing work. Between him and Mikey Hawson, the boys are doing work. Under 1,200 yards rushing for Najee Harris. It's a lot. It's a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. Under is only minus 112. He averaged 3.9 per attempt yesterday with 307. Last year, you mean. What did I say? You said yesterday. Oh, sorry. Last year. Sorry. So 307 carries last year. Second in the league. Averaged 3.9 per attempt last year. I mean, that's almost four yards of carries. Is he going to average that this year with one of these guys playing quarterback and everybody knowing they're going to try to stop the run? Gonna need to, is he not? I mean, for the offense to work, doesn't he have to? Doing it again, aren't you? The he averaged work. sixth. He was the sixth fewest yards before contact of all running backs last year. Should have given him the ball more. <laughs> Maybe they will this year, but everybody's gonna know it's coming. Right. I think I would bet under twelve hundred. What's the average like? What led the league last year in rushing? I mean, Derrick Henry had what? He almost he had like sixteen hundred. I was going to say, didn't he have close to? He didn't have too close to two thousand, but it was over. He was on pace for it, right? Yeah, he got hurt. I don't know what led the league in rushing last year. See, this is what we would do. See, if you were in the risk room with me, this would have been bad because you'd have brought up this question, and then we would spend the next two hours. Coming up with the numbers, debating, having these questions. That's why I love this show. Nick because you twelve fifty nine. That led the league. Yep. Oh, Na- Najee ran for twelve hundred last year, so the number is his exact number of last year. I bet under three hundred seven attempts, twelve hundred yards rushing. Nick Chubb twelve fifty nine. Joe Mixon twelve oh five. Then Najee. Then Dalvin Cook at eleven fifty nine. But Najee had 307 carries. Chubb had 228. Mixon had 292. Cook had 249. He ain't doing that again. I'd bet under. 
I'm with the props.com. And I would tell you if I wasn't, you know, like I would be completely against it if I, but I, I would bet under that number. You know, I always, I always shade toward under anyway, but like, what do you think? You think he's going to go, you you think the Steelers are going to stink. If the Steelers stink, there ain't no chance he's going to get that number. So I'm on the under. Yeah. There's, I mean, the only way he gets that number is if the Steelers are eight and nine or better. But even still, they're eight or nine or better. They might be throwing the ball more. That's what so, I mean. He ain't going to no. carry the ball nearly as much, right? Right. right. So, I, and then if they're losing and they're bad, why put the mileage on him? Not only that, he don't. They don't. Well, I mean, maybe they'll use him more, but they didn't use him out of the backfield a lot of times. And in, in three hundred seven like, carries is a lot. How many catches did he have? Um, Najee carries catches. I didn't say he had like thirty, but hold on. Najee Harris receptions last year, stats wise. Um, NFL.com says it's a pain in the neck. It's really it's the worst. I, I never use that. It's really hard to look at. I was yeah. looking at it. Um, stats wise, um, for receiving, those are rushing. Um, 74. Caught 74 balls? Yeah, for 460, 467 average. 74. Ben, ben really didn't throw the ball more than eight yards to anybody. 6.3 yards per catch average. Hit a long of 25. Three touchdowns receiving this on the year. I love him. I swear. I mean, like, I I, I, I love him. Uh, the story's off the field. Tremendous. What you see on the field, tremendous. He comes from a, you know, a, uh, a football factory. You know, you know he's been coached. You know he's I mean, this is perfect. Um, I guess if he plays the season and the Steelers have success, it goes over. Sure as hell seems like a lot to ask to repeat with everybody knowing, you know, coming up. I mean, if Pickett plays, I don't think there's a chance in hell he gets it. Yeah, I'd agree. All right, props.com. So, sorry, betprep.com, prop of the day, which has been a ridiculous 20 and three it's over the last insane. 23 days. 23, 15 and two run, but 20 and three over the last 23 days for this. Ridiculous. Hit again last night with Kikuchi only with three Ks, hit under five and a half. That came through easily. Again, an under. Nick Pavetta, under five and a half Ks at FanDuel. It's minus 126. He's gone over this number just once in his last nine games. Three times out of the last 11 when his team is favored. Boston is favored against your Pittsburgh Pirates. Wrong number. Oh, and six over his last six games when his team covered Red Sox covered the last game. Pavetta has not faced the Pirates this year. Bet Prep is projecting a 5K night on the game here. Pirates did strike out 15 times during the last game against the Giants, but that was done against a left-handed pitcher. Alex Wood and then Garcia had 12 Ks combined against right-handed pitchers, though. The Pirates done much better. Last 14 days against righties, the Pirates have a K rate of just 20.6%. That's in 315 at bats. How are we feeling about Pavetta under five and a half? You know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I love this bet. I don't like this bet. I love this bet. This means yeah. I get up one nothing. Pavetta yeah. don't get five Ks. Pirates have a really good shot at winning. As I said, Pirates today, Red Sox tomorrow. And then we, we can only Thursday. hope. And we go for Thursday. We can only hope because if the Pirates win today, they're going to win. And win tomorrow. Oh, that yeah. means you're drawing dead. No, I mean, I lost. That means you'd lose. It's a three-game series. <laughs> Correct. It's, it's over. There's and no I more can, bet. And I can start planning. Sure. You it's... may be wearing football pants. No. Wait, wait, wait. 
I'm not requiring what you're going to wear. I'm just making you wear gear. I can pick the gear. Oh, I'm, I'm wearing Bill's gear, but what I wear is on me. You're wearing That's Raven's right. gear. What you wear is on you. Might have E meet you try to break a table. <laughs> have I ever done that? No, people are going to throw you through a table in Connecticut. Well, they, they, that, that, that's that. Yeah, that's it. Come on. People in Connecticut, they'll be creating fine. a meme right they'll, now. They'll be, they'll break their pinky. They'll break their nail. <laughs> the, the, you know, <laughs> it'll be tough. Like the Pavetta under. It, it'll be tough with that mimosa of mourning that they've had. Yeah, be real, real, real tough. You know, <laughs> look out. The country club guy might actually be a little bit upset. Uh-oh. I'm real nervous. I'm scared. Yeah. Do you like to prevent on there or not? No, I do not. But Oh, you think, think he has success tonight? It's the Pirates. I I, I never I, – you never know what the Pirates – this game could be 15-0. This could be an absolute – This game I mean, will not the, be 15-0. Okay. Clip that. So <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what happens. Oh, uh, it's finally – Oh. Better to book it brought to you by Caesar Sportsbooks JTP15 for the promo code to get a risk free up to a risk uh, up to a $1,500 risk free bet from Caesar's William Hill. Only one bet for you. It's Patrick Corbin Day. Oh, Cubs run line. We didn't send the alert. Minus one five. <laughs> we didn't send the alert. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only it's the only bet I made today. That's it. It's all I'm betting. Cubs run line minus one five. Would you lay one oh five? Yep. It's down. The, the, the Sharps are coming in on everyone is on against Corbin. The Sharps are taking the Nationals. Man, sometimes they're just so stubborn, too. Yep. Like, just this is principle. the game he's going to pitch good. And I totally understand that. How in the hell can Steele and the Cubs be minus what? Minus 160 on yep. the road. It's 170 in some places now. Over anybody. Makes no sense whatsoever. This is a bad guy play. Rhombus, parallelogram, every damn shape, pentagon, hexagons, they're all on it. They can have it. <laughs> Patrick wonder. Corbin has won a grand total of one game since the middle of June. He has covered the run line a whopping three times since the middle of June. 11, 5, 7, 3, 10, 1, 10, uh, 10, 1, 8, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 3, 1. He had a three-game stretch the 20th of June, July 4th, July 9th, where he covered the run line. Every other start from the 16th of June to today on the 16th of August, he has lost the game on the run line. <laughs> I mean, this might be one of those, like, first fives. Stagger it, ladder it, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we bet on Miner yesterday, and Miner pitched halfway decent, still lost. <laughs> it still lost four to three. Yeah. So that streak continues of him losing games. But he covered on the run line, but he still lost. I mean, maybe you take the plus one and a half, but it's expensive to take Not the Nationals. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want the plus one and a half bullshit. Not tonight. You can have it. I'd like the Cubs. We'll take. I think the first five. I feel better about because Corbin it's ain't going to make it through the first five. I know, but it was really last night. It was really expensive. Minus a half a run. Yeah, in the first five, it was like minus one thirty-five or something like that. First half Cubs spread minus a half, minus a quarter. Minus one twenty-five, right? Yeah, minus one twenty-five. Yeah. I'd rather take one hundred five. But we get the first five. Okay. I don't, I have not, the two bets I've struggled with are first fives and run lines. I'd rather take the full game on this and bang up on that nationals 
bullpen. All right. In case Corbin pitches okay, rather than the Cubs have the full nine innings on the road to get the full nine at bats. Yeah. So that's why I like Well, hopefully game. we just don't give up an eighth inning run like we did last night in Philadelphia. Or that ball goes over the fence. And we get that 5-3 win right. <laughs> for, for Philadelphia and they cover it. So We like the over in the Cubs game? Uh, I looked at over. it. I do, but again, Steele's not horrible. That's there's a little concern. The Nationals aren't going to score enough. Team total for the Cubs isn't bad. Betprep.com slash chat for those of you that want to get in the chat. That's somebody's lighting it up in the uh in the chat here on the show. It's betprep.com slash chat to join. You mean the, which Discord. one? The, you mean the Discord channel or the live yeah. chat for the show? No, the, the Discord show. channel. Somebody yes. wants to know what a Discord channel is. Yes. Uh, so Steele has won four two two to one and fifteen to two over those last three victories. Lost four to two to San Francisco and seven to one to Baltimore. It's He's only, pitched good. Only one game's gone over in his last five. So that's oh, the fear about betting the over. That's the fear about betting the total. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, why he's I pitching that. good. I mean, Cubs first five. I really like that shit. Now I'm not doing it right now while I'm on my phone. I don't want to mess up my my setup here. But I'm gonna play that right. I've been playing too much pregame. I've been just doing a lot of in-game stuff. Right. But that one might be a pregame bet. Because if they score first, that's gone. Yes. <laughs> that's, if they score first, yeah. everything doubles. Yeah. Everybody, Because you can't get no bets. If they get down with Corbin, it's over. Yeah, 100%. Favorite thing about today is what? So I got up early this morning and uh, teased it at the beginning of the show. You put it on Twitter at SportsBKKinsig. The Bear. Chris Felica is in town for he's flying by. I mean, he's here today. He's gone tomorrow. He's going wow. to LA doing some stuff. So stop off. Yeah. So um, I had texted him and, you know, I saw him on daily wager in studio. I was flipping through the channels. And I saw him. So I texted him and I went, it's fun now because it being in the media and I know them and I have the number, I take a picture of them on the screen mm. And text them like, man, you look good or, mm -hmm. or fix your sport coat or something, right. you know, yeah. like, so they look at it during a break and I always hit them. So he, he said, I'm exhausted. I'm going to bed. So I couldn't meet him last night. And I asked him, what are you doing in the morning? He said, I'll be at doing Gil's show in the studio. I said, all right, I'll see you there. So I show up today. I went, like I said, I went to circuit first and I go down there and I hadn't met him in person. I had one of your moments where you just, you know, you, you do shows and he's done my podcast, Cash Considerations, all this other stuff. So we talked a lot and done other shows, but never been in person. So I got a visit with the bear today, um, 30 yes. minutes to an hour telling stories, you know, asking. I should have been I should have had a mic and we just should have hit record because the stories that we were sharing were just outstanding. But the excitement of college football. If there was anyone on the fence or if it, it, like we talked, I was ready to go. I was ready to play the Penn State fight song in my car on the way home. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, all right, this shit is real. Like we just literally broke it down. Um, you know, we're going to talk about like more season wins in NFL mm -hmm. and stuff. There is still nothing like college football to me. I love it. And then talking to him today, match was lit, baby. I'm ready to go. I can't wait for college football. Week zero. Usually is zero excitement, but there's going to be a couple games this weekend that we'll talk about. Is it this weekend? Uh, that was next weekend. Oh, it is next weekend. Okay. Whoa. Who boy? That was next. Damn weekend. it! I thought you. I was. I thought my whole. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, 
Notre Dame, I'm sorry, um, Northwestern Nebraska is not this weekend. It's next weekend. Right? Oh, I thought that. Yeah, it's next weekend. I, I tried to advance it. See, I was so excited driving home. I'm like, oh, I was already planning my Saturday. I'm like, God, oh, this is great. We'll watch college football next. Yeah, Saturday the 27th. Holy mother of goodness, you scared the hell out of me. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I got a lot of bets I got to make between now and then. I was like, don't do that to me. I haven't, I haven't made Sorry. a lot of season win totals. I got shit I got to play. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean this is our Saturday? Like I thought I had all weekend. That's what I planned this weekend was the weekend. I'm going to go to the book, a lot of these books and make a lot of these future bets here in town. Like right. I, and I was like, cause I haven't made a lot of my college ones. I made more NFL bets. So I've been eyeballing it. Cause a lot of the NFL stuff here, cause of the Raiders is all out of whack. So I got to go to like, you know, I got to go to DraftKings and other books to get the lines I want for, for NFL right. futures. Right. But here in town, the college football numbers are still softer than they're still not soft, but they're, they're the same or similar to around the country. Circuit yeah. might be a little bit different, but like bad MGM's numbers and like, you know, different. So I had planned on Saturday and Sunday driving around and making future ragers right. at these. So you scared the holy shit out of me right there. I was like, oh, wait, Jack. wait, wait. I was all excited. Bear got me all excited. We're yeah, talking next about weekend. Stuff. It's the 27th. We got times because Nevada plays New Mexico state, Nebraska, Northwestern. We've got, by the way, we have two games, Austin P in Western Kentucky and Nebraska Northwestern before 10 a.m. On next Saturday, like oh, next Saturday, we have football all damn day. It's Hawaii plays at home. 7.30 p.m. Kickoff against Vanderbilt SEC game. The get right game on Saturday is a 7.30. It's not a late, late, late night, but it's 10.30 East Coast time. So it's late for them. But Vanderbilt on the road at Hawaii. How what many times are you going to tweet on that Saturday? If Nebraska loses, a thousand. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I, oh. One, of my, one of my friends took Northwestern plus 13 last night, and, and I was like, I'm going to wait because I think I might get – if I get over 14 – uh, I'm all in on Northwestern. Oh my! All God. in if I get 14 points for the if fighting Nebraska loses for the people. I will hug with us this roll around and laugh my ass if off. If you missed it, go back and just we're going to clip it up. The <laughs> Connecticut rant, what you did to those people. If Nebraska loses to Northwestern in the opener, I'm yeah. going to bet over your number of tweets. Oh, I will it's be. It's going to be a riot. Amazing, because <laughs> so many of my Husker people will be like, "Scott Frost is dead. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Scott Frost is done. Just leave him there. L- leave the leave the leprechaun in 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 Dublin. Uh, <laughs> leave him there. Don't come home. Just just Scott. Just stay there and you know buy a home and hang out in Ireland. <laughs> like, don't come back. What's your best thing about today, please? <laughs> oh, my favorite thing about today, personally, right now, is. Well, I have a lot of fun doing this show. So yeah. <laughs> this is whatever I was going to talk about is out the window because we're, <laughs> because we're way, we're way over. And I just had too much fun today. So this is my favorite thing about today is I got to make fun of Connecticut. So that's my favorite <laughs> thing about today. A my, little bit. My, my feelings towards Connecticut have been deep for many years. <laughs> going back to Jim Calhoun, not playing Coach Calipari when we were good. He was too big of a pussy to go ahead and play us. <laughs> So he, he was, he was, he was an absolute, and he knew it too. Second, Calipari left. He scheduled a thing called the U game. We called it, we, we turned it into the fuck you game. We were, oh! <laughs> we were so mad. He wouldn't play us when we were good. He refused to. Calhoun was too uppity. I'm not playing that, 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 that state school. I'm not doing that. <gasps> Re- refused to play UMass. 
And we were like, oh yeah, okay. And then he called this thing. And then Bruiser Flint took over and he couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. And then Calhoun came in and beat the living shit out of him every time. Wait, so when Calipari was there, they never played? He wouldn't schedule Cal. He refused to he refused to play Calipari the entire time. Every year, Coach Cal would approach UConn about playing a state champ, our state school against your against right. your school. Let's play it. Let's go neutral court. Let's go play it. Boston. Hartford, let's go play it. No, nope. would have been a monster. Yep, Calipari. They hate each other. Calipari and Calhoun hate each other. Still to this day, hate each other. I had no idea. Yeah, he refused to play him. The second he left, he was like, "Oh yeah, let's schedule this together." Two recruiting classes later, they played a thing called the U game in Springfield or in Boston. They would they, they would shuffle it, you know. And so then we we just started calling it the fuck you game because we, we we didn't want to play this and get out of here. We didn't want to pay attention to it. And UConn, like would, UConn would win. They'd win by, you know, 25 points and beat the hell out of us and have their, you know, Ray Allen type talent destroy UMass because we didn't have Cal anymore. So he could pound his chest and we were all like, yeah, but you're too big of a pussy to play us when we were good. Okay, sure. That's fine. That's who you, that, that, that's who you are. That's just that's who UConn is. It's oh. fine. You know, see, I'm I, I've been nice to Dawson because his kids go there. So like, I, I I've been nice to Jeff saying like, but he uh, never really, he never really asked me my opinion on UConn. He just said I don't well, like he lives UConn. in Mass though. Yeah, but his kids go to UConn, so he's you know, it's tough. Uh, he's trying to. I don't <laughs> know what he's trying to do. Maybe they said send, yes. Who knows? Send them to, to to cow country in the middle of nowhere. Okay, you know it's fine. <laughs> If UNH, you got UMass, you got UConn, you got all your choices in New England. You know, you got URI, you got you got your state schools. You want to go there? Choose the private to schools in New England are insane. We had a couple interested in Yuck. our kids, and I was like, "But did you say it was eighty five thousand a year to come here? It's in nuts." Middleborough, UMass is forty five. UMass is forty five now. When we when we was twenty five, when I went there, it was forty five. Oh my god, those schools, yeah, those schools in Vermont, yeah, those are they put the L in liberal arts, man. That's 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 what those Capital. schools are. Capital L. <laughs> that is those are very expensive liberal arts schools. You come out with a degree and you're like, what well, so what am I gonna do now? <laughs> I'm a hundred K in debt. What am I gonna do now? hundred degree like two fifty. Whatever it is, yeah. You know, good luck. You bury your kid in debt and they come out with a degree that's you know, they don't know what to do with it. Man, oh man. <laughs> liberal arts. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for another fun episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Go UConn.